1: Man Bites Pod. It is I, Gene Von Banyard, Cinema Baron, putting the sin back into cinema, representing Down Under Australia, Cunt. Commander, how would you be?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic. That was a great start. I am so amped on this one. I was really excited about this. I didn't see it coming, and I'm glad you brought this to
2: us. This is going to be great, Baron. Reverend! I, I mean, I'm really happy to be here because... Me and Ryan are of a certain denomination, if you will, uh, of cinema because we live here in America. But we have a Southsider coming here from Down Under to teach us a lot about some cinema that me and him aren't really aware of. So I'm so happy to be here with you, Baron, to be doing this.
1: Fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. pleasure to be here as well. So. Ah, motherfuckers. What are we talking about today? It's a big subject. It's a big subject. We're going to go back in time and then we're going to go to the late 70s and 80s and talk about what's happening today as well, of course. Um, It's been bandied about a bit on the pod thus far. Australian censorship. What the fuck is it all about? Well, it's a deal. I can tell you that. It is a mindfuck there, gentlemen, researching this the past couple of weeks. It's definitely opened up my eyes to the country that I was born but just so people listening have a clear idea of how I approach this where I'm coming from my knowledge base I grew up in New Zealand born in Australia Grew up in New Zealand until I was about 33. I'm 44 now. Been here about 10 years, um, so I'm not an expert on this. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn for Australia's Australians listening as well. So I'll just put that disclosure disclaimer. Sorry at the start. Um, So I've done my best to learn about Australian censorship, about Australian horror cinema as well, the history of that, um, all through the lens, if you will, the conduit of uh, the fantastic documentary, which we are looking at today as the film product, and that is not quite Hollywood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Loved this documentary. Loved it.
1: Reverend, general thoughts? What did you think about Not Quite Hollywood, the exploitation documentary?
2: It's wonderful. It's it's got that ADD quality that I need because I had a hard time following it because there's so much fucking just coming at you. It's like literally the greatest hits of every scene from fucking, what, 20 different fucking films? A lot of films. And two decades. decades. Yeah. 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 So...
1: I'll get into the um, statistics, The uh, uh, like the documentary-making statistics, like the feat this guy uh, achieved and conquered. Uh, Mark Hutley, I'll confirm that uh, name later on when I get to those notes, but I'm pretty sure it's Mark Hutley. Um, just what he pulled off, the amount of people he had to interview, the films he covers, the amount of footage that he had to edit. But I'll just say it took him five years to pull this off, just, uh, just to start with. Yeah
2: nice i'm Um, sure that took a lot of time with all the interviews and everything that's included honestly it's a masterpiece of a documentary
1: absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more couldn't agree more i absolutely loved it when i discovered it and it made me proud to be an aussie for once
0: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) all
1: right right, so can
0: i ask you something about that so i mean you you spent your formative years in new zealand you're you are you saying you're not a kiwi
1: depends on how you look at it um uh because uh, by blood if you will australian both parents grandparents australian
3: okay
1: yeah but 33 out of 44 years new zealand well I mean, 31 uh, da, 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 give or take yeah
0: okay fair enough that's kind of like me being over here talking about being irish and making jokes about it all the time i get it i've never even fucking been there so i get it yeah
1: yeah I'm Australasian or Oceanic, if you will. I love it. <laughs> all right, all right. Now let's get the history lesson out the way. As I said off here, I'm going to make this as uh, uh as little like a classroom as I can. But we do have to go over some basic facts to understand how Ausploitation Australian New Wave came to be a thing. Okay, so, gentlemen. Um. Under, we'll start off with under the Constitution, the Commonwealth government has the power to make laws with regard to telecommunications, i.e., broadcasting and imported material, but not locally produced manner. The latter is under the jurisdiction of the state government. Okay. Moving forward, a Commonwealth Film Council Board was first established under the provisions of the Customs Act in 1917. Commonwealth, sure you know, New Zealand, Canada, England, Australia. In 2021, we won't go into that history, but for media, that's what we're looking at. In 1949, western australia queensland and tasmania signed agreements with the commonwealth to delegate their uh film censorship powers and functions to the commonwealth the other states eventually followed suit okay now uh states of australia there are eight we have Queensland where I'm at we have New South Wales we have Victoria in Queensland there is Brisbane New South Wales there is Sydney in Victoria there is Melbourne those are the three big cities I'm sure people overseas have at least heard of Melbourne and Sydney yeah yeah over in Western yeah over in Western Australia you have Perth uh down in Southern Australia you have Adelaide uh Check out "No One Likes This" podcast. They talk about Adelaide and certain towns within Adelaide. Fantastic, fantastic episode, gentlemen. Just wanted to we did all right. Say that. On
0: snow, snow town.
1: Oh, yeah, oh. absolutely. Our most infamous case, I would say, about our most infamous Australian ever, John Bunting. Covered it really well. Absolutely Re- respect to that.
0: Real cunt that guy was. Oh. Oh my
1: God. if it like. Personification of evil, if there is no evil, if there is evil without any chance of any goodness ever being there, he's an example for that argument. Absolutely. 100%. Um, okay, Northern Territory, you were looking at cans. Uh, uh, not the film uh, festival place in France, uh, but Cairns, the uh, capital of Northern Territory. Uh, what, what am I missing? And you have the capital state, which is called ACT, Australian Capital Territory, where you have the official city capital of that state and Australia, Canberra. Okay.
0: All oh, right. Uh, and no. now at By one the, point I just want to clarify yeah. this. You said at one point, I think you said 85 or 90 percent of the population of Australia lives on yeah, the west okay. coast of Australia, which would yeah, be yeah. which would be as you said, what was that? Perth. No, no, no. That's no no South no Australia.
1: No, it's um ninety percent uh, of the population of Australia lives on the east coast, so that's where you, why you have Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne all on the east coast. And roughly that's why in twenty
2: twenty,
1: <laughs> and by um and in twenty twenty one, you were looking at about twenty five million people, and you're looking at a continent with the land mass relatively equal to Northern America.
0: When, when you say that, you're talking about the Canada's and the U S
1: no, 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 no. Just uh, the USA,
2: just the no, U S just, just the bottom 48, man.
1: Yeah. 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 So we're
2: yeah, bigger, yeah. With I just gotta, bigger
1: with I Alaska.
0: Mean, <laughs> bigger with Alaska. That's the biggest Alaska. state in the union. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So you've got eight states. It takes, it takes a minute to get from state to state, 25 million people. Uh, it embodies space and it embodies uh, and typifies an uninhabitable land, most of it. Absolutely, it's a wild place. All right. And like New Zealand, it's isolated, well, certainly has been in the past, from the rest of the world culturally in terms of what's happening, what's going on, certainly back in the day. Okay. By the early 1980s, 80s the film censorship board, uh, got to there sorry yes eventually followed so yeah by the early 1980s the film censorship board the fcb had the following roles examination of imported films and video games under custom relations Uh, registering and classifying films and videotapes for public exhibition on behalf of the states and territories in accordance with their legislation. Publications, print media, i.e. porn, we're looking at here, remain the responsibility of the states, which generally operated voluntary classification schemes. uh, But they... To, not, to sum up that, because I'm not going into that at any, uh deep level, you had to make sure you have a, had it in plastic wrapping behind the counter or eventually became out of view under the counter so it wasn't on the shelves, so t- children and teenagers couldn't just go along you know,
2: and have a look so at So how stuff. hardcore porn are we talking about? Because that's what I'm really interested in. Is it just full frontal? Mm-hmm. Do we get bush? Does it, can it be shaved? Can we see, like, clit? Like, are we Larry Flint? or are we playboy you got to put it into some reference here man yeah or somewhere in between
0: are we club confidential what is
1: (laughs) no we had the main publications we had the globally popular ones thank you america uh playboy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: you're welcome number one number one
1: (laughs) (laughs) hustler all of that sort of thing but There is a darker side of all of that when we come into VHS production back in the day as well. Um, I'll touch on that soon. I'm sure you get what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. Uh, In July of 1983, the Film Censorship Board was given the responsibility of creating a uniform classification scheme for publications and videotapes, so we're looking at film and porn each state and territory uh video games is also mixed up in this but it never came really into hardcore for hardcore play until consoles came along go for it
0: and comic books as well i assume oh because we're around that time and we were dealing with that bullshit at that time i'm just curious if if comic books got roped in because comic books got roped into fucking porn over here
1: yeah yeah i know yeah yeah absolutely used to be run by gangsters back in the day in america that is um but i actually didn't come across that in uh my studies and research that i will have to just say i do not know but i will look into it in the future just Fair out of enough. general interest good point good thing to state there okay um Uh, classification scheme for publications and videotapes each state and territory would introduce legislation based on a model act accordance so what that means is g for general uh pg parental guidance m for mature r for restricted and x adult entertainment that's where it started what year are we in one more time 1983
0: oh oh Oh, it's later than i thought we were okay
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um but uh, to put reference to that but to put that in context as well uh australia didn't really even have a film industry to speak of until about the 70s so we were right. really getting content from the rest of the world and unt- uh not until that point that makes sense mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so isolated isolated from the rest
2: of Go anything from the american or british you know audiences like stages that's what would have been available to you was that highly censored at the time because you have fucking blood Feast from Herschel school and lewis was like way back then and then you have the uh andy mulligan films from fucking england and shit so were those things not being released or were you guys able to have access to those as well
1: okay 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 um All right, Um, actually, I'll go back a little bit because I did it a little bit out of order because I was just, this is uh, pretty much how it led to the, um, that's kind of in reference to around the Osportation Australian uh, New Wave happened. Let me just take back a little bit so we can get a clear picture of that. Um, Actually, no, I'll touch on that when I get into the list of banned films because that gives... That goes back right, a little right. bit more. So,
0: okay, you're cool. just gonna It's not. This is not a linear thing. We're going back right. and forth a little bit. Yeah, yes, yeah, we're going that's back. A,
1: but, but good questions, though, gentlemen. Good questions. All right. Um, in September 1984, a meeting of state and commonwealth census censorship ministers, these are people in parliament who s- tell us how to live, the ministers, foreshadowed stronger controls on videos after acknowledging widespread concern about X-rated material and the level of violence in the M and R categories. Now, X-rated is adult entertainment, again, porn, M and R, that's mature and restricted. So we are looking at things like bikey movies, gangster movies, and horror movies. So we're looking at... Uh, horror movies, effectively genre films, being looked at in the same way as X-rated ent- entertainment, i.e., porn films, in the eyes of the censors. Yeah,
3: sure, sure.
1: At this stage, at this stage, X-rated videos could contain some uh, little depictions of violence, although most portrayed ex- explicit sex. These are for the um, X-rated films that were allowed here. Yeah. The meeting also considered the possibility of introducing a new category for non-violent erotica, that is the NVE category uh in October 1984 another meeting of censorship ministers agreed to strict controls on violence in the MNR categories and the replacement of the X category with a new character category the NVE although Queensland and Tassie sorry Queensland and Tasmania so that's the other place down the bottom so I forgot about Tasmania
3: no offense
1: (laughs) um Queensland and Tasmania did not support the uh, the proposal in November 1984. Changes were made to the film censorship board guidelines to exclude any suggestion or coercion of non-consent from the X category. Okay, so yeah, I know, I can see your faces. It's getting so, so, getting more complicated. Go can I it. get
0: can I get one piece of clarification? Is sure in order in order from. Uh, let's say bottom to top, meaning, according to these fucking puritanical jerk-offs, um, mm-hmm. most acceptable to uh, least acceptable, and they're doing it by age. That's what the ratings are, correct? So is yeah. its it RMX?
1: At this stage, yeah. Uh, sorry, okay, so um, sorry, my apologies, M-X? my apologies. MRX.
0: Okay, so R. Yeah. Is essentially what we 18 plus. we have yeah. is is NC seventeen.
1: Yes, yeah, what yeah. the rating NC17. is over
0: yeah.
1: here. Yeah. Okay. Nowadays it's called
0: MRX.
1: Yeah. Nowadays it's called R eighteen plus restricted eighteen plus. Yeah. Okay. Nowadays it started off as just R for restricted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, for uh, me, yeah. if
2: I saw that NC seventeen rating. Here in America, I was like, that's the one that I want to rent. That is the exact film that I want to rent.
0: I have to. I have to. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. of course. Of course.
0: It's box office (laughs) death is also what they call it in Hollywood. They call it box office death. If you refuse to make cuts to make it an R rating, your film is fucked. And there is not an NC-17 movie out there that did well in the box office. Not fucking one. There are many that are beloved. Uh, you know what the first one that comes to mind, actually, is Showgirls. Remember that one with the chick from yeah. Saved by the Fell? Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 That movie is beloved by many, and it's actually a pretty decent movie. Like, it's a pretty wild story, but because they wouldn't make certain cuts, they, they wound up having to get this higher rating, and if they'd have cut it down, they'd have lost probably 20 30 minutes worth of fucking material it would have been a normal length film quote unquote for america anyway mm-hmm. we needed quick dirty and over but um yeah and then <laughs> i knew i knew the reverend was going to pop for that and then, and then also more people would have gone to see it including mm-hmm. teenage fucking kids that they, they don't really fuck around if you got r rated movie they don't really fuck with you if you look like you're a teenage kid they go ahead go ahead but if you're if it's nc-17 they want fucking ids dude they're not sure. playing. yeah
2: sure yeah yeah but that was back um, then. now it's 2020 like seriously they can make showgirls take it down a couple of notches like right under the r rating make it a pg-13 film make it a disney film and then they'd have fucking action figures
0: yeah yeah i think
1: yeah things have changed for the better or for worse that's debatable but i do understand what you mean there reverend and um but this creates cult classics though this has created
0: oh i'm not for or against i just
2: don't i just yeah uh, once
0: again that's what every nc 17 movie that is of this nature that is a huge budget movie whatever but they refuse to make these cuts for the sake of the art they're all cult classics showgirls is absolutely
1: one of them. uh man bites dog our namesake nc17 if i'm not mistaken when yeah that's correct yeah yeah there you go there you go for
0: in the u.s uh, in the u.s
1: yes yeah 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 It's like the parental advisory stickers on the albums back in the day
0: which sold more records yeah
1: precisely <laughs> precisely <laughs> all right um, now yeah, okay, now I wanted to touch on that bit, uh, the last bit that I said there, 1984 changes were made to the Film Censorship Board guidelines to exclude any suggestion of coercion or non-consent from the X category. I'm uh, so porn there i um i don't want to speak out of turn here so i do have to say it is just a hunch um from little bits and pieces that i have heard uh regarding the underground porn industry in australia um and i imagine back in the day as well with less regulation there was some dark dark shit going on for well, sure um uh, and this car bubbled up from the surface. So sorry, sorry, from below to affect the surface. So films who were and directors who would never ever touch that sort of thing. They had to restrict the content in their films because of what was happening underneath. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. In April 1988, the report, uh, the report of the Joint Select Committee on a Video Material was tabled. It recommended a new category to be called nonviolent erotica uh, to replace the X category. It noted that many people were under the misapprehension that x videos contain violence child porn and bestiality it also recommended a higher interpretation of the guidelines by the film censorship board to reduce the levels of violence in all categories so there is a very schizophrenic's not the right word a dualistic kind of <laughs> yeah
3: <I'm
1: laughs> indecisive
3: <mad> it's <laughs>
1: indecisive yeah indecisive mindset way of looking at things from the senses like so for one reason thing they're saying um we'll give um porn can have the non-violent uh erotica yep um because there um, there might be some dark stuff happening in the X rated stuff. But we want to exclude um, anything like that being allowed to be seen here in Australia in the X rated stuff. So more stricter uh you know censorship on that and custom regulation checking stuff before it came into the country. But it's also affecting everything or level of violence in all character in all categories. So M movies and R movies. Yeah. They're not, so the best way to put it is they're not um treating things on an individual case-by-case basis in terms of the films that they're censoring they're putting blanket terms over things right at this stage yeah it's
0: very yep. clear so where does nbe fall is this clearly it's not pg-13 is it is nb is nbe between like r and, or between m yeah. and r
1: it would be no? between r and x
0: Jesus Christ at this man. stage.
1: Yeah. 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 This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah.
0: What a it's bunch a of show. fucking cry babies. Like it's
1: all, a shit show. fuck these yeah.
2: motherfuckers.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's censorship to classification, but still meaning censorship in a blanket and uh, a blanket way of looking, th- looking at things at this point of time, this is 1988. Okay. Now, Uh, so that's uh, basically that's um all that's um for that stage that part of history just to show you how genre films which would be in the m uh, categories largely in terms of boobs blood and uh basically your mad max road vehicle you know post-apocalyptic numbers yeah all that sort of thing all of these uh all of these movies at this point of time are seen as problems because in part because of this uh, back and forth shit show uh meetings with sensors and not really trying to figure out what's what so we'll just put blanket terms over anything that could be a bit uh problematic yeah right sure yeah yeah basically yeah all right so Now where I'm going to go is the list of films banned in Australia, because this goes back in the day as well. And we'll give some of that historical context you were looking uh, for their reverend before. All right. List of films banned in Australia. Rationale for banning. Let's start there. Films that are banned in Australia have been considered offensive for the standards of morality, decency, and propriety. Generally accepted by reasonable adults to the extent that it should not be classified. By uh, that it should not be classified. So these are films that can't be put into any classifications because they go too far. So therefore, we will ban them. Yep. So yeah. in, in Australia, you're looking at films that are banned or they are classified, yeah. Uh, reasons for banning include depictions of bestiality, necroph- uh, necrophilia, child sexual abuse, rape, sexual violence, child pornography, high-impact violence, extreme depictions of cruelty to persons or animals and or sexual content in such a way that it offends the standards of morality, decency, propriety.
0: In oh, most wait, adults- wait, wait, can, can, can I ask does i've been dying to ask this question about those things you just mentioned
3: those are the reasons the things
0: get classified the way they do the reason they get banned so on and so forth so is there a hierarchy to those things much like the rating system because there is here no it's not
1: here it's all in one just like from before it's all in one you know no go area. go for it
0: like i mean we literally have a hierarchy of profanity that will take you from pg-13 To R. There is a line of profanity that will do that. So I'm wondering. Like, that's why I was wondering if maybe like, I mean, your shit's got rape, but it doesn't have bestiality. So we'll fucking move it along. Oh, well, it's got child abuse, but it doesn't have bestiality. So we'll move this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Uh, it's got it's got animal abuse, but it doesn't have the murder of a small child. So we'll move this along. I, I just don't, I'm trying to get all
1: Hmm. the levity i can okay no no please but that's good that's good yeah um no if it has one uh of the of the large category you know of things i just mentioned no banned
0: fair enough
1: okay Um,
0: so it's a blanket it's a blanket
1: blanket Blanket way of looking at things yeah absolutely all right films that are banned by the australian classification board are labeled refused classification that is rc that is the rc classification refuse classification and the sale and distribu and distribution public exhibition and or imputa- importation of rc material is a criminal offense punishable with a fine up to australian dollars 278,000 so american that's about $300,000 okay that's and I,
0: at first i was going to say that sounds like the not rated uh we have a lot of Films that are not rated that come out and just go out that way. But I think that this okay. is a different animal.
1: This is a different animal. If it's not rated, it's banned in the Australian right. way context right. way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and or up to 10 years of imprisonment as well.
2: Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Australia. <laughs> like, this is a, old... a fucking tag off of a pillow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Uh person don't fuck
2: around there in Australia. God damn.
1: No, no, we do. No, they do not. They do not. We are told what to do and we obey, otherwise, we are in deep shit. Yeah. Literally everything,
0: literally everything in America is built with slave labor. So, like, we don't have any room to talk either. mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a shit, it's just a different, it's a shit show. Similar shit show, just different presentation to it, different. Um, this is a good way to um This is important to mention at this stage. Uh, When Australia was first settled, roughly 1778 to 2021, the three dominant religions have been in order. Catholicism, Orthodox Christianity, Christianity.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. All the way through. (laughs) All the way through.
0: And Um, these are the
1: people on the censorship boards. Go for it.
0: Yeah, people say that this is not a Christian nation. I mean... This is coming from two Satanists that live in the U.S. Yes, it's a Christian nation. It is. 100%. Yeah. It it can't even be fucking debated. No, it can't. No, no,
1: it can't. It can't. All right. Um, Personal ownership of banned films is legal, except in Western Australia and parts of the Northern Territory and or if they contain illegal content, and it is legal to access access them via the internet. Such penalties do not apply to individuals, but rather individuals responsible for and or corporations distributing or exhibiting such films to a wider audience. That's important to mention as well. Like, um, yeah, it's complicated. It it Uh, sounds
0: like you're talking about this like it's cocaine.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little, <bit>. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, eh? poor Porn like, is kind of like trish, like cocaine down here. Go for it. Yeah, if yeah.
0: you if you if you if you uh, made it, that's a different charge than if you have it. Then that's a different charge than if you saw it. Like, it's a whole deal, yeah. man. Yeah, it, see, that's the
2: thing that I'm not getting quite understanding because you guys Please. have Playboy and you have Hustler, so. <laughs> Like what what are these horror movies doing to the the thing that they have to fucking run them off at the border? Uh I, I you know what dude, I, I love you Australians, and I love the fact that we have some Australian listeners like between both shows and stuff, but like I just feel like maybe you're getting too happy by with the fact that you're surrounded by water and you can't let things in. This just let the things in. I agree
1: with you, Matt. Please, I agree with you. Um with um horror and such things, genre films, the exploitation films and such as well. Um, It depends who's looking at it. Uh, One of these censorship ministers, one of these boards yeah. Um, and if they spot something from the category of no-nos I listed out before, sexual violence, bestiality, um, high-impact violence, who's really to judge what is acceptable? In that sense, when you're talking about horror films and exploitation films, etc. Where's the line?
0: If you say high-impact violence, where's the Exactly,
1: line?
0: exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't mean yeah. to
2: be offensive or anything. It's just, I mean, we're offering you guys, like, drugs and pornography. Like, literally. Like, open up those borders and, <laughs> and let this shit <laughs> <kid end. laughs>
1: in. Um, just a couple of quick anecdotes as well. Um, yeah, um, as you're saying, like, cocaine and stuff. like. Um, If you try and get say erotica we're talking about non-violent erotica art like erotic films of the 70s you know where there would be a retelling of Alice in Wonderland but by about 30 minutes all up over an hour and a half involves adult copulation actual fucking yeah (laughs) but it's done yeah those type of films yeah a whole there's a whole sub-genre of it um If you try and order that sort of thing in via customs, it can be seized, but if you sort it out on the internet with your friend and get it to your house, it's fine. If you get it past customs, it's okay. Um, But it could potentially be seized by customs, yeah? And other genre films would fall into that as well, based on the category of no notes. go for it.
0: I actually somewhat appreciate that. Because if you can get it into your possession, it's like, well, you got it it's it's like freeze tag like you're home free like
3: yeah
1: yeah you, i get you well
0: you're not supposed to fucking get that and you shouldn't have done that but you have it now we can't do shit mm-hmm. i don't know what to tell you like i actually yeah. agree with that on some level i honestly it should be illegal in the first place but uh, um i think that that's at least good that they don't fucking clog up your system with bullshit of like we're gonna go investigate and find out who has this and how they got it? It's just mm-hmm. oh well, you have it. Well, all right, yeah. customs yeah. missed it, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Um, another thing as well, like this is state. Each state differs as well. Like over there, you'll have laws in various states that um, yep. you go to another state. It's not quite the same same penalty, or may not even exist at all. Yeah. Oh, mistaken. dude,
0: it's 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 you. You can go to a different world in this country i promise you there is culture shock that's happened to me in the southern parts of the united states i promise it's it's, it gets real fucking weird at times
1: um (laughs) these censorship laws differed and uh depending on what state you were in, so the uh, the weight of the penalty for being caught having this uh contraband if you will yeah Mm -hmm. um Queensland, though, was from where I'm from, is a deal, though, as well. I can tell you that. Uh, Witchcraft was illegal for a very long time. The sale of Ouija boards was illegal for a very long time. It's still very difficult to get one. Yeah. Like, literally,
2: like Parker Mm -hmm. Brothers Ouija boards, man. You didn't even have those shits? We had those shits not for a long time.
1: Not for a long time.
0: It's a goofball game. It's completely (laughs) made up. I know, by Hasbro. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. this is from a state that also just last year or the year before 2019, I think, got rid of the gay panic law. Have you ever heard of this?
0: Why, no, wow. please tell me about <laughs> that right now.
1: <clears throat> doozy, this is a doozy. Gay panic law basically meant that if you were down the pub with your mates, having a, have a schooner after after work
3: uh,
1: and, <laughs> and some, some poof-da, you know, sides up to you, it starts getting a bit frisky, a bit, you know, toey with it uh you basically if you bet him up and he accidentally died it's okay
0: holy fuck! okay i have i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one out just because i don't want australia to go down and be like oh that's fucked up now let me tell you something there is something in this country called sundown towns Yes, we that. still have we <laughs> what still, is that? Oh, I'm going to tell you. We still have a shitload of them. Um as I mean in the 60s there was somewhere around 10,000 of them, which is going to blow your mind when I tell you what it is. This is for your Australian listeners here, right? 10, um Sundown towns quite literally mean and what i've been told my wife who is from the south producer lb she up mm-hmm, this shout out. show works on no lou she is from florida and she's like yeah man this particular area right here that's a brown paper bag saloon and i went what, what does that fucking mean i've never heard it. i was like i literally is that like an off license like you can you can take your own drink in there is that what that means brown paper bag and she goes no, it's like, that means if you are darker than the color of a brown paper bag, you are not going to walk in there no matter what time of day it is. This also goes for sundown towns. If the sun goes down and you are darker than a brown paper bag, you are not welcome in that particular town and you may very well get flat out murdered.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's so kind of, yeah. Uh, there are yeah, still
0: uh, towns that exist <laughs> of that nature, yeah, and they're not fucking playing. They are deadly, goddamn serious. um yeah. yeah. There Oof. were there and, and and there were places like that. There were sundown towns on the west coast in one of the most liberal, for lack of a better term, places on earth, Oregon. But there's a metric shit ton of white power dickheads up there right now. I'm just saying oh, fuck that,
2: that, dude. I don't even want to throw California under the bus. But Disneyland's in Anaheim. And Anaheim was a sundown town fucking in the early oh, total. part of California fucking history, dude. It's it fucked up, man. And that is exactly where Disneyland is.
0: If it weren't okay. a big city lighting, all of Orange County would be a goddamn sundown county. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just didn't want fucking Australia to go under the bus without us fucking shitting... On our country,
2: yeah. We're
1: still, yeah. Yeah. still doing well. this. Um I uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> but but no, that's that's fair, that's fair. Um I also want to say as well, Australia, I love you as well. Queensland, I love you. But as we all know, um America can relate as well in ways two of the best countries in the world, but in ways two of the very worst as well. And we all know why. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent
1: absolutely um one other quick anecdote about uh queensland in the 80s as well we all know brett easton ellis's fantastic novel american psycho yeah
0: phenomenal phenomenal yeah
1: absolutely a friend of mine Uh, Back in the eighties, we used to went into an occult bookshop, you know, being the Wiccan witchy type, type, and being that type of store. And uh, this is in West End, which is the bohemian uh, suburb of Brisbane. Um, And she would had to go in and do a little tap on the desk, and then do a little hand gesture. (laughs) <laughs> for American Psycho to be brought out in a brown paper bag to be sold to her during the 80s in Queensland.
0: So so was this like a thing, like the bookshops could get it, but then they couldn't sell it? Was that what it was? It was legal to possess but not sell?
1: I'm guessing so. Yeah, that does make sense. That does make sense. Yep. Yeah, so it wasn't Holy just shit. porn in terms of print publication censorship, Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. controversial literature as well literature as well definitely yeah so there we go um where am i up to where am i up to refuse classification okay uh sorry films that are banned by the australian classification board are labeled rc refuse classification and the sale distribution sorry i got up to the 30,000 10 years imprisonment uh personal ownership of films is legal Uh, yep no I did all that I did all that okay so that's pretty much kind of 60s 70s and 80s yeah in terms of censorship now now we're going back to the this is the list of banned films I'm looking at in Australia going back to the very beginning to give you that context there
2: reverend 1912 we're looking at here Uh, that's early man It's like Thomas
1: Edison fucking film and shit. Okay, 1912. All, yep, here we go. All films about bush ranging. Bush rangers, Ned Kelly as the mythical... As they, they was a real person, but has been elevated to the level of myth in Australia, he is the uh, he's a bush ranger. Bush rangers basically um, they went bush to live outside the law, off the grid, sons of Anarchy in the bush back in 1912 Australia. Yeah. All right. I mean, for yeah. us,
0: for us that's, that's moonshiners. That's hillbillies.
1: There we go. There right. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All films about bush ranging, like uh, The Tide of Death, for example, uh, they were banned. Now, you'd think they were banned because promoting illegal anti-government, anti-queen behavior, anti-commonwealth behavior. No, 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 no. The Australian censors were concerned about the effects of such films on female audiences.
2: God damn it. Okay.
1: (laughs) Because you don't want them getting hysterical.
0: Oh my God, they can't handle it because they're women. (laughs) Go fuck your mother, you pieces of shit
1: they thought they would find the bushrangers sexy and get a bit heated yeah yeah ridiculous ridiculous yeah okay all of these films are now unbanned in historical archives etc yeah all right 1928 to 41 we are looking at a chap named walter Creswell o'reilly uh, who was an Australian public servant who became chief Commonwealth film censor? He was the film censor the hot, the top film censor for the Queen. Yeah. This is the kind of levels these censors were given. This is type of the positions of power they had. Yeah. Like, similar yeah. to like a governor general. Uh, who speaks for the queen and the commonwealth because she's not there but purely looking at the film he dominated and shaped australian film censorship and was able to divine define appropriate mass entertainment appropriate mass entertainment for nearly 20 years
2: one jam um, sounds like yeah. propaganda man <laughs>
1: all right that that, that doesn't sound like
0: propaganda that defines propaganda
1: defines propaganda
0: that's that's dictionary encyclopedia level propaganda yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) so during this time as well there was a world war and this time from 1928 to 41, uh, Oh, which, which one? played a part of, um, <laughs> which we played a part in. So we would have been told um, th- through defining appropriate mass entertainment slash behavior slash viewpoint slash ideology. It all plays into it, yeah.
2: Um, which I know get, like, you guys know. I just you, you know. I want to say what's that? that? Did you guys get like a Captain Australia? Like how we have like fucking the mariner and superman and captain america fought the nazis and shit did you guys get one of those oh propaganda within media is that what you're on about yeah did you guys get a fucking comic book hero that was like fighting the nazis
1: i don't know um growing up in new zealand wasn't exposed to it but it's damn good question i might have to look at comic books in the future
0: oh dude just as an aside uh, on that note my favorite episode of popeye ever You can go and find it. I think it's still on YouTube. It gets pulled down once in a while, but that motherfucker is knocking out rows of Nazis, and it's black and white Popeye, and he's just fucking knocking out rows of Nazis, walking through the fucking gimmick and, and eating spinach.
1: Like. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um yeah i might do a little aside a little additional quickly in the future about the censorship thing as i go over the australian films uh in, in the future as well um but i have come across the bunyip though and i'll speak on that uh, oh a little shit. later on yeah <laughs> let me say
0: let me say one thing while i'm thinking about it i apologize i'm sorry to keep interrupting no please go we for it, really please. should we needed to because we have organic product placement propaganda I really do think that we need to comb through and find elements of this that are military-based because the reason that spinach is in Popeye is because of military propaganda. The reason that the health board still tells people that carrots are good for your eyesight is because of propaganda spread by the British military during World Eh. War II. It's not even true. It's not true on any level. They have no basis to support it. And doctors have said, yeah, that's not true. But it's still taught in schools right fucking now because wow. of propaganda from World War II. I think we need to bring this up at another time. But yeah, I, I want know, to throw Waylon it out starts there. starts school
2: tomorrow, and he's going to be like, these carrots don't do shit.
1: Brilliant insight there, Riven. I'm behind you with that 100%. Um, Commander, it was the
0: commander. Sorry,
1: Commander, my apologies.
2: (laughs) I know it's hard to Uh, tell
0: Americans apart.
2: (laughs) We all um, look alike. We do.
1: (laughs) We all sound like
2: where we're from. Definitely. Yeah, man, we all sound alike
0: for sure. what are
1: you gonna do all right um 1964 to 1970 ah this motherfucker r.j prouse p-r-o-w-s-e yeah 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 is appointed chief censor and former chief censor cj campbell who served from 1957 to 1964 so he was after cresswell is appointed to the appeals board uh now during the 1960s many films were banned so they may have been brought to the appeals board but this motherfucker at the time prouse uh he was like no 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 um these films included classic works of cinema not just um any kind of what is now considered later on considered exploitation or b grade or whatever we are talking Fellini's Satyricon. Um, Ingmar, yeah, Ingmar Bergman's *The Silence* and Antonioni's *Blow Up*. These are films I've studied at university and film school and such because they're important works.
2: Yeah, Australia, the,
1: this motherfucker Prowse going, no, 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 that's a bit of a breast there that I see. I'd be having this for the children. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I
0: saw a nipple there. Oh, I mean, boy, make sure
1: to chop that out. Thank you. What can I say? Now this um, leads up to where we're looking. What we're looking at and not quite Hollywood because after that, um, there was the guy who worked for customs and he eased regulations, and that's where you start getting the um, oh. the funny pervy, pervy but funny. Um, uh, the Ocker's and Knockers film started coming in to the Australian public, yeah, and to Australian cinema as
2: right, well. Because right.
1: um, Prowse went away. The I will get to his name. as Chippers, yeah, was his surname. Uh, he, custom, he eased regulations on customs, so easing of classification or just easing in general. What could become what could come in and easing of morality, um, and that's where you got the Ocker's and Knockers stuff there. So. I'll leave that there for the moment because there's a few films that I want to touch on as well because some of them are classics, some of them may haven't heard of, just so everyone gets a general picture listening, of what films were no-goes. Pink Flamingos. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> we know I... it. We... Oh, well we referenced. Know, we, we, know, <laughs> we know John, we know John
0: oh, Waters Water word. real motherfucking well over here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, I love John Waters as well, just to throw that out there. Sorry, Reverend.
2: What was it that got it censored? Was it the okay. chicken rape scene or was <laughs> it the part where he fucking picks up a steaming pile of dog shit that just came out of a fucking dog's ass as a huge <laughs> man and drag queen and sucks it down and says, I am for violence and for the killing of all people?
0: <laughs> like That's my favorite line in a movie ever. But, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad because Divine got worms from that. Like, that was really gross. Yeah, that sucks, <laughs> man. She, it was she, he, he got worms. He got fucking worms from that. You ate dog shit, dude. That's gross. He
1: was the Pope of, was he the Pope of Filth, Reverend, or the, the Prophet of Filth, Waters, the name that he was given, the title?
0: Oh, I thought it was the King of Filth. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You know better yeah, you,
0: than me, uh, Reverend
2: oh shit dude uh, i'm gonna say it wrong dude i think he's just the godfather of filth um, yeah but yeah i mean
0: i i'm not mad at any of those titles yes yeah, yes yeah,
1: yeah you get what if i mean they, you get what i mean
0: if they said he was the queen of filth i'd be fucking super happy with that too john waters fucking rules he does yeah, he an really does man
1: an important figure for uh cinema across the board absolutely for oh. uh, gay rights across the board absolutely go for
0: a R- recommendation uh, he wrote a book where he, that motherfucker just hitchhiked across America and wrote a book about it. And it's yes. not an autobiography. It's just about this trip that he took where he decided as John fucking waters to hitchhike across America. And it's absolutely amazing. It's incredible. Yeah,
2: it's fucking wonderful. He also wrote a book called a uh, shock treatment, which is like his rendition of, uh, the birth and, you know, evolution of trash cinema here in the United States of America, because we got to have that, man.
1: Yeah, I would love to read that book, especially there, Reverend. But thank you, uh, Commander, as well. Okay, um, Pink Flamingos, 1972. This is in Australia, 1972. Uh, now, it was banned for exploitation, just general term, sexual violence, incest, adult themes, and animal cruelty. It was first was <laughs> uh, First band in 19. Uh, sorry, uh, but 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 sorry, my that was this is 1976 that it was first banned. Yeah, it was reclassified R 18 plus with four minutes of footage removed. Then from 1981 to 1987, sorry, 81 to 97, it was reclassified and re-banned multiple times until in 1997, a 25th anniversary edition was released, which added extra scenes, uh the distribution the distributor this time cut only two minutes to receive an r18 plus in 2021 today it is allowed in a cut version uh classified r18 plus.
0: I'm willing to bet that if that movie was shot in Australia and they did exactly the same shit, they would have never argued about it. They would have never fucking argued if it would it, it became a cult classic. And was making money, they would have never fucking argued about it if it was shot over there. But because it was shot in America, it's a whole deal. Shot could out be right. of the country, I should say. Shot yeah, out of the country. You could
1: be right. You could be right. Um, let's put a pen on that when we get to not quite Hollywood as well. Yeah. Fair enough. Because that's yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. Um, 1974, the Texas chainsaw massacre for violence ban lifted in 1984 it allowed uncut classified r18 in 2021 even though i suggest that's in largely implied violence yeah it's but allowed that's this uncut year,
2: man. sorry that that's this year like 2021 yes. when it was finally released uncut
1: no 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 sorry um it was the ban was lifted in 1984. uh Uh, and then it's allowed uh, as and then from there to 2021 so um 2021 just in today's standing
2: yeah oh okay sorry yeah
1: yep so but it was banned for 10 years straight out yeah um 1976 salo or the 120 days of sodom pasolini's little uh, (laughs) problematic piece of work there. um, Offensive, exploitation, sexual violence, banned at time of release, reclassified, then re-banned, then approved for DVD and Blu-ray because, this is important, extra content gave it context, extra footage, you know, extras on the DVD, gave it context. Oh, so it was released in 2010 uncut. It can only be shown in cinemas if the extra extra material is screened with it. In 2021, it is allowed uncut, classified R18+, plus, but again, must have the DVD extras shown at the screening. Huh. So there's... I mean, there is some leeway. There is some room for manoeuvre, you know what I mean? So, Sure.
0: There's a grey area.
1: There's a grey area, and things have lessened. Things have been mitigated as time has progressed. Australia has progressed as well. I'm not making it to seem outright to be some complete (laughs) backward country in 2021 either. Um, But this has taken a time over a process which has been... hmm, Problematic points, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no no um, doubt. <laughs>
0: 1980, Caligula. Uh, oh explicit-
1: yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. With yeah.
2: Malcolm McDowell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and speaking
0: of Malcolm McDowell, you know what the one I've been wanting I've been dying to hear about is Clockwork Orange. I'm dying. Okay, I'll, to- I'll, if you have an I'll account of that, that, I'm I'm dying for yep. that. That's so, very interesting. Please, tell me about Caligula.
1: All right. Um if you don't know it, listeners, look it up. That's all I'll say at this stage. <laughs> In 1984, uh, the Australian Censorship Board, the ACB, decided to forbid films uh, containing sexual violence, and the film was rebanned after it had... Uh, previously been reclassified so banned reclassified re banned reclassified this happens to a lot of films that's why you have films banned multiple times in a 20 mm-hmm. or even 10 year five year period um, wow. so it fluctuated between RC refused cl- classification and r18 plus depending on the version. Yeah, there's there's a few different versions of Caligula, I'm sure you're both aware. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, allowed. Yeah. yeah. Allowed in a yeah, in 2021. R rated NC17 here in America. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and it's come out on DVD in
1: various uh forms and shapes as well and stuff. Yeah. Um allowed in a cut version, classified R18 plus. Like Clockwork Orange, Caligula has had all sorts of issues throughout the globe. Yeah. All right, um, what else did I want to mention here? From 1980 to 2007, just a few. I won't go into huge detail, but then we have one I wanted to point out, because I don't know why, Australia, I just have to have you up about this one. Just a little. Peter Jackson's Bad
2: Taste.
0: Oh, forget about it. Are you fucking oh, kidding yeah, me? Oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: Such a, that is a cinematic masterpiece, man. I'm telling it you. It is
1: absolutely absolutely and if you look at that and go oh this is this is troublesome and if anyone's going to take that type of gore that type of you know exploitation funds seriously it's like get a grip it's if aliens are passing around a bowl of vomit
2: <laughs> a, well you guys also eat the custard do you guys actually eat custard in fucking New Zealand and in fucking Australia Especially- we, don't, we don't pass bowls of fucking custard around to anyone that's seems weird, you are <laughs> custard.
1: <laughs> um, New Zealand, especially because that's a very British uh food, and New Zealand, you know, as I've said before, um, very British influence. Yeah, big British influence. So custard, sure. <laughs> even custard squares, you know, with the lemon yeah. icing on top. They're sold in tea rooms.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Damn. Well, how very <laughs> fucking proper of you guys. <laughs>
1: I'm not proud of it. I'm not these, these, these it's stupid food.
0: <laughs> Ain't nobody watching your balls. It's all good,
1: buddy. <laughs> um oh now this one, this one was messed up as well with 1995. It's going to be a sec, go into it now. 12 films screened at Tasmania's Queer Film Festival, including Spikes and Heels, Coming Out Under Fire, What a Lesbian Looks Like, Mad About the Boy, uh, and 21st Century Nuns and Sex Fish, which is quite a title. Um, I don't know
0: that one
2: god damn 21st century nuns and
1: sex fish (laughs) Uh, violation against the state of tasmania's criminal code this is why tasmania was at the time the only australian state in which homosexuality specifically gay male sexual activity was illegal what the the fuck is that hold on
0: 1995 specifically male male because uh-huh. oh oh no my my boner does not exist when I think of this thing, so we can't have it. I did a bad accent to illustrate your bad <laughs> Yeah 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 of, awesome. course, uh, of course of course of course the fuck out of here that's you go?
2: ridiculous shit you guys didn't get the gay cowboys, you didn't even get broke back mountain or anything.
1: <laughs> we got brokeback mountain, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, um, of course, thankfully, of course. things that uh, aren't you know, why? Because it's a
2: big budget Hollywood film and not a fucking low budget film. I swear to god, dude, it's <laughs> there you <go. laughs> That's what it is.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. once again, capitalism, hey, mm-hmm. right?
1: Absolutely, but um. Yeah, Tasmania, 1995. I, all I can say is I'm glad in 2021 that does not exist. any more that criminal code act. What the fuck?
0: Well, yeah. oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we made that progress.
1: Hey. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but, but what else? Um, I Spit on Your Grave, House on the Left. That's had issues down here, as I'm sure you could imagine.
0: Uh, the original I Spit on Originals. Your Grave. Originals. the original yeah. Last House on the Left, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't need to go to why you get it I understand
2: those bans. Like, I mean, I I don't approve of them. I don't approve of them. But those are like, those are very like offensive films. Like, I spit on your grave is an offensive fucking film. But I feel like some of the other shit you guys were going after is just like, I mean, it's all just (sighs) cocaine and boobs, man. Come on, open up those. I don't know, man. Open up the borders, Australia. Let's I don't agree. I don't do agree itself. with you on
0: that. I don't agree with you on those bans.
2: Um, I didn't I, say it should be banned, dude. I didn't say that it should be banned. It's just those are extreme films. We're not talking about fucking the Aki films that are like fucking Revenge of the Nerds films. Here, we're talking about I spit on your grave. So, like, they have a foothold to make an argument. You I spit on your
0: I spit on your grave is super fucking gnarly. But it's also a fucking. It was literally going to be called Day of the Woman.
2: It yeah, it's ultra feministic, f- and if you look at it from that ultra point of view, sure, like, ultra
0: feminist,
2: yeah, ultra feminist, it's rad. And like, we get huh. that here. Like, like, as far as like, I just don't understand how like the the regular boob shots were not. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, and no, I get you as
3: I'm, I'm not right. trying to.
2: I I am okay. I'm a reverend, and I have been um actually <laughs> called upon and literally anointed by God, and I feel like it is my passion and my ministry at this point to open up the borders of Australia and let all the drugs and all the boobs and all the sex in. I, I, I just, agree. I, I liberated all of Australia right now with my own uh, cognitive thought.
0: Listen, man, I'm the commander. I am the general. I run things. And I agree with that. I am not having any type of religious anything holding anything back. So we're on the same team, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all are. We all are. Absolutely.
0: So Um, there should be no band. There should be no understanding of the band. It should be we understand that this is what these people are trying to say, and they should be able to
2: try and say it. And we're going to move fucking forward. Okay, I like that. I like that, Commander, and I completely agree. Let's take that hill first. Fuck yeah. Sally dude, Port. There we go, man. Well, we have military and religious convictions that Australia will free itself from these goddamn <laughs> bullshit censorship laws.
1: Do you hear that? Scomo. That is Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia and the leader of the uh, Cons- Liberal Conservative Party. Yeah, and He's, yes, it is a the, it is a confusing le- term. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll we'll do that another time. We are yeah, we got running, on running
1: short here. of time. Hey, yeah, suck we, yeah, yeah,
0: suck a fucking dick, you cocksucker.
1: Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Okay. um and how I stand just quickly as well, I believe some films should be classified as that children shouldn't be watching this shit, but to ban it, absolutely not. And certainly don't go banning it because you don't like poofters, you horrible cunts. Yeah. Hey, maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe you tell your children about things. My, my oldest yes. daughter watched The Shining. Yes. My oldest daughter watched The Shining when she was 10 years old because she insisted on watching it. And I went, okay. You can tap out whenever you're ready, but okay, mm-hmm. let's do this. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. My
0: youngest daughter wanted to watch it because her older sister was watching, and I said, No, they're five years apart. I went, No, you're five. You're not watching this. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, that, parenting, education, etc. Yeah.
0: Legitimately that fucking simple. Just take goddamn a cord of your own shit. Handle yeah. it. Yeah absolutely the rating system itself is already dumb anyway sorry no you're right you're right
1: absolutely let's move forward let's move forward um anything else i wanted to mention in terms of films um no human centipede 2 again falls under the same category as the uh uh but 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 human centipede 2 serbian film all of that um they're still banned to this day those two films were um in particular examples, Human Centipede 2 and uh, Serbian film are still banned to this day. So there are some films, some works of art, if you will, um, aren't allowed to uh, be shown in this country. You can own them if you get them in. Sweet. You, you, you know, you won. <laughs> you at home base. Good on you. Right. But don't, don't go showing this in a public cinema. Otherwise, close down, potentially in jail. Worst case scenario.
0: Maybe that's what we need to do with drugs across the world. Like, make a game out of it. If you get it past customs, it's yours now.
1: (laughs) Capture the flag, yep. Okay, now, moving on. Um, Is there anything, now that's basically censorship in Australia in terms of the general picture via the government of of governing of its people, looking at what they can look at, read, uh, et cetera, in terms of media content, which extends out to everything else. Uh, Commander?
0: I think you've done a phenomenal job of outlining this and letting us ask questions. Thank I you. think we're ready to go into this movie. Here.
1: You don't want to look at oh, okay. I'll make this. I'll make this uh, quick because um, there is a there is a uh, horror and Australian cinema. Yeah. But, actually, hmm. Actually, I'll just go with it. And if we want to bring up Not Quite Hollywood, we can as well, because it does touch on films from Not Quite Hollywood. But it's important to mention because horror um, helps helps create the Australian New Wave as well. Yeah, I know it's all
0: this movie, this movie, this movie made it seem as though that horror saved the Australian film industry altogether. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Not not porn, quote unquote, but um, these, I don't is it video nasties? Like, I mean, the fucking, the the comedic, the comedic overly sexualized movies kind of saved the industry and then moved it into these genre films that ended up coming out.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So... Um, I know it's a non-linear way that I'm doing it, but I have to do it non-linear to explain how it makes all makes sense in the end. Yeah, that's fine. Okay,
0: I've just got the, um, I've got the ADD, and
1: that's so right. <laughs> I get I you. I get or, you. I
0: try to organize things. Please go um, ahead.
1: Before I move on entirely, though, Clockwork Orange.
0: Go, oh, please tell me about
1: Clockwork Orange. Okay, Clockwork Orange is, as far as I can tell, please, they're um, whatever we call our fans, fucking hot fucks um,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you uh, sorry tell me if i'm wrong uh orange has never been banned in australia it has always had a restricted r18 plus yeah i couldn't find any information saying that it was definitely bad i and this is looking at specific articles and charts uh, that talk about lists of banned films in australia other articles said that yes it was banned in australia like uk italy but also i discovered a whole bunch of stuff talking about the myth of clockwork orange yes banned in some places but there were a lot of places where it was purported to be banned and it never was it was just regulated classified r18 whatever the equivalent is in italy etc commander
0: so 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 like when they showed when they showed the exorcist in the vatican and (laughs) and it was supposedly banned and it was this that and the other thing and lightning did happen to strike that goddamn theater which could not not have been better that's amazing but yeah at the same time it was all made up they had ambulances outside the theater of the exorcist to make sure that people knew like oh like, in, just in case you have a really bad time, we got an ambulance here. Like,
1: that's amazing. If yeah, if it's the amazing. spirit
0: takes you. It's, it, it seems like that it's marketing. It's just fucking marketing.
2: To a lot, it's to an extent. 100% marketing, man. That's that, that's that fucking P.T. Barnum fucking, you know, like, it's a circus performance. Uh we're gonna make you think that this is gonna happen hollywood magic motherfucker like it's Mm -hmm. it's driving exploitation pp barnum beautiful beautiful basicness you know like uh it's
0: that stupid old saying i mean it's tired as fuck but it is true that there is no such thing as bad publicity that's really what Mm -hmm. it is and we we deal with this in this movie where Homegirl, uh, there's, there. I'm just going to throw this out there. Go yeah, for it. Go for it. Homegirl says, um, she goes to the press without the director knowing about it and says, I was used and my body was used and it was just terrible what they did to me. And then he calls her and goes, what the fuck is wrong mm-hmm. with you? I never did that. And he goes, she goes, yeah, but I just thought you could use the press.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was um, fucking
0: wrong and it helped and it made them money.
1: Nothing is as nothing is as effective as the work, you know, as in the wrestling sense of the word, the work. Uh, many the gimmicks thrown around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I believe I've just got a hunch that Mr. Kubrick himself was um, largely behind it all because at one point he shelved Clockwork Orange himself, and then later on put it back as well to drum yep. up the mystique as well. Yeah, the infamous 100%. mystique. That guy,
0: Kubrick is, we could do, we could do a three part uh, episode, uh, three episodes on just the lunacy and genius of Kubrick. Uh, Like, it, it blows me away to this day. Um, yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah. We, should, we should move on. We, we should move on. We should move on. Yeah, absolutely. But that's a clock recurrence. Must touch on that. All right. Now, horror in Australian cinema. I got this off the aco.gov.au website. Uh, there was no one given credit for writing this. So, uh, writer, I do apologize. But that's pretty much the only source I need to credit for this. The rest of this comes from, basically, Wikipedia, IMDb, etc. Yeah? And the Australian... Uh, government website okay um australian not horror movies were non-existent before the non-existent before the 1970s period and since then have uh, struggled to gain acceptance with local audiences very important local audiences many are better known overseas than at home uh wolf creek being the number big number one example yep All i mean
0: right. let's not now, shit on wolf creek that shit's pretty incredible
1: it is a good film. It is a yeah, good it's film. Tough, it's become, it's becoming a little bit of a kind of like like the dark side of Crocodile Dundee nowadays. It's a little played out here, oh. just to put a perspective on it. Yeah,
0: interesting. <laughs> uh, now, I can see that. I can see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, but a, but a damn good film. Damn, actually, the, the second one and the TV series are pretty damn good as well. I
0: mean, they but they, right. that, I mean, now with that movie, they played into that. They played into the dumb stereotypes of australia with that movie very it's pointedly but yes. i thought that was the gimmick you know
1: it is a gimmick it is a gimmick it's, it's mentioned in not quite hollywood so we could talk about it as well because that did revitalize genre in the 2000s as well genre filmmaking in australia 100 <gasps> that movie was
0: uh, what 2000 2005
1: four?
0: Five. 5. Okay.
1: Yeah, 5. Um and also I'll get to the director's name later on. I've got him written down. Uh he wanted to create a slasher icon for Australia because we have no Freddie, no Jason or anything or Michael Myers up until that point. Our uh what's his name? Mick. Fuck. Mick Taylor, he is our slasher icon in 2021. Okay. Yeah. I'm not
0: okay. I I I'll be honest with you. I don't know the name.
1: Yeah, um Uh, And, of course, uh, Mick Taylor is a caricature within a horror film uh, framing context, whatever, of uh, Ivan Millette, infamous serial killer of Australia.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. From 1948.
0: The crew recognizes Ivan Millett.
1: Of course. (laughs) From 1948 to 68, almost all horror movies were banned in Australia. That's 48 to 68. So not just non-existent, but banned. Because of this, there was little to no incentive uh, to contain elements of the fantastic in films, period. Okay? So this Mm -hmm. is really just getting what the film industry was even... Thinking of making because of all the censorship, all the ideology, et cetera, that had been going on before and at the time coming up to the 1970s and 80s. No horror films, no fantastical films.
0: So okay. this means like the never ending story. Like no, that's out Absolutely
1: of line. not. Absolutely not. Cabinet of Dr. Caligaris never existed. And what did it live in a mindset for it even to be thought of?
0: Holy shit.
1: Mm.
0: Like, st- <laughs> like Stalin esque rewriting of cinematic history.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or forming as it went along. Yeah, governing. Sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Me, yeah. Brainwashing, conditioning, whatever you want to put to it. Absolutely. Okay, um, a vast, sparsely vast, populated land that had only been settled by Europeans in 1788 inspired writers to produce tales of pioneer life in beautiful but harsh landscapes. Yeah, that was the focus. Real colonial settler artwork, writing, films, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, So, so Some stuff was going along that was against the status quo and those, uh, in that context, I like the Bush Ranger films banned in 1912, but they were banned. Right. Mm.
0: It seems like there was plenty going on that was going against the status quo.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't what makes Australia sound like, yes, bow down, um, you know, three pails of milk, sir, or anything like that. No, definitely. Always been rebellion, rebellious. You know, it's a, it's a continent founded um, by convicts, yeah, of the uh, United Kingdom variety. Absolutely. Sure. So there was rebellion from the get-go, definitely. Um, now, there is a movie, uh, Kenneth Cook's 1960 one novel, Wake and Fright, uh, this talks about pioneer life and beautiful but harsh landscapes, but it also talked about how this also this harsh landscape can fuck up an individual. Uh, Wake and Fright was a 1971 film directed by a Canadian director, so someone else from another country, a director from another country, came in and gave an uncomfortable view of culturally what can go on in this harsh landscape. Wake and Fright is an amazing film. Um, and this is mentioned in not quite hollywood as well uh, it's about a british teacher who lives in two, who's working as a teacher in uh timboonda small town in queensland out in the outback he's trying to get to sydney to see his girl for his six-week break his sabbatical if you will he um gets to a town called the yabba baron yabba these are aborigine names uh, and he discovers a game called Two Up. Two Up is what the Anzacs, Australian, New Zealand Army Corps, Gallipoli and all that, yeah, that's how we were involved. Uh, two Up is having two coins on a bit, bit of stick, yeah? Flip it up in the air. Everyone else is uh, playing the numbers, putting their bets in, uh, betting against the odds. Uh, whether it will land, both will land either tails or heads down. Huge game two among Two Two coins. Okay,
3: yes.
1: huge game to this day among the Anzacs as well. Big Australian history to the game called Two Up. This teacher bets all his money, wins 400 bucks. Goes, Well, if I go again, I can win a thousand, I can get out of teaching. Loses all his money, gets stuck in the yabba, and gets caught up in this drinking binge that goes on for six weeks. Ends up yeah, a pretty in a good. One, sh- Ends up living in a shack with an alcoholic, ends up fighting kangaroos and killing kangaroos, almost losing his mind and his life in the Australian Outback. Australians were very uncomfortable, didn't like seeing this about themselves in 1971, portrayed in this way. Certainly, we kind of drinking culture. What's, what, what's wrong with having a drink, mate?
0: I don't understand, man. I've been doing that exact thing, but without kangaroos and without the Australian <laughs> Outback for 15 years. So...
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, if anything, yeah. kangaroos would deter me from drinking. Uh, I feel like I'd be like, I don't know, I might have to fucking fist fight a kangaroo on the way home. Oh, I don't want to fight a roo, man. Oh, fuck oh,
1: it there's th- roo fighting, like literal roo fighting in this film. Yeah, these two, these yeah. two Ockers oh, really? fight. Yeah, man, Rue they on grab it. No, 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 it's human on roo. Oh. shit. Yeah man. Oh it's quite God. something. And To that end, just quickly, if you do decide to watch it as well, there is uh, kangaroo killings in the film, but they—it is a cull done by the Australian Conservation Board (laughs) inserted into the film. So you see, uh, kangaroos get really fucked up violently, but it is done by the Australian Conservation Board as a culling. It is not just the director killing kangaroos. Yeah.
0: So it's it's like a state-sanctioned thing, like they did, but 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 like what they did in Italy like the the gore films they did in italy with like i mean cannibal holocaust sure. with cannibal holocaust the
1: shit. mondo the mondo series yeah all that yeah sort of thing. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah it's their little mondo moment that's a perfect I'm, way to put it actually not i'm not stoked on it but okay yeah <laughs> i agree i agree yeah i agree uh, okay, when Australia, but, 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 but Australia's uh, virtually extinct film industry was uh, resuscitated in the early 1970s, horror movies were slow to appear and generally met with negative critical reaction and poor box office results. Um, apart from having no tradition in the genre, Australian horror was also affected by cultural cringe, which is a big thing down under in New Zealand and Australia. The term was coined by Melbourne social commentator uh, a. a. Phillips in 1950 to describe a sense of cultural inferiority. Mm-hmm. Big time in New Zealand and Australia still felt to this day. America and Europe england asia nowadays as well do it better than us so why bother
0: interesting interesting Mm -hmm. move Mm -hmm. like on some why bother that's weird but i mean okay yeah
1: why bother supporting this, giving money to this as well? Certainly, we're, we're talking right. about like getting this shit off the ground. This is what the, the genre filmmakers, exploitation artists, if you will, we're fighting against from the beginning. Yeah?
2: Right. Damn. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. Um, Australian audiences then, and to a lesser degree now, believe that horror is dumb. Yeah, I just said that. Dumbest Americans and Europeans. It is surprising to find that only Australian... They're the only Australian... Uh, features, sorry, with horror of fantastical elements to make much of an impression on local audiences. Uh, in the seventies, were art. Here we go. Were art house leading entry uh, art house films. You are, um they were the films that they thought, thought were culturally elevated. Yeah, um, these are the horrors that made a big overseas because they appealed to a, not only a Hollywood in terms of production values, but Europeans in terms of intellectual headiness and that sort of thing. <gasps> Picnic. I- picnic at hanging rock is the big one don't know if you've ever heard of it
0: i i've seen it i've seen it oh, there yeah, you go there I, and, you go yeah i'm hip i'm hip to this and i saw this in the documentary <laughs> it's fucking yeah there you go it's, yeah it's a fucking cartoon what they're on they're about like weird, i'm like you know? like it's it's borderline offensive to british yeah.
3: folks like, <laughs> sure,
1: sure, sure. I actually haven't seen it. Believe it or not, um, it's after... not
0: good. No, it, no, no, um... Don't watch. Don't watch it. Kay. Don't watch
1: it. <laughs> yeah i mean after after this not quite hollywood as well i feel less inclination to watch it as well um i kind of have to as an australian anyway blah 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 um australian horror started to find its feet in the late 1970s almost single-handedly responsible for the mini boom that followed uh was anthony ganane yeah which he's in the film so right yeah um For the sake of expediency as well, because we are now into the film proper, yeah? Right. So um, what I'll do is bring up my notes about the actual film. Oh, I need
0: to to say one thing about this movie. This documentary features Rose Tattoo prominently. And Rose Tattoo, I love ACDC, or pardon me, uh, Australian listeners, Akadaka. (laughs) <laughs> fucking Rose Tattoo is fucking superior and I will fight everyone in Australia over it. They're so fucking good and I'm so glad. They were f- they had like 3 songs in this fucking documentary. Rose awesome. Tattoo fucking rules. That's,
1: That's all awesome. I to say. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Um yeah, so there you go, Aussies. Uh, the uh, the gauntlet has been laid. <laughs> the challenge has been made. The gauntlet laid down. Uh, have at it. All right. Um, okay. So. We are looking at not quite Hollywood, and all of this, this is the point of it all that we were getting to, because this has created, and all of that history and censorship that I was talking about, basically created the Australian new wave in the 70s and 80s, uh, now, which uh, the director, Mark Hutt, Hartley, has termed his portmanteau, which is putting two words together to create a new word, uh, Australian exploita- Australian exploitation, Exploitation, Ausploitation. Um, right. This created the Ausploitation movement. This is a fantastic documentary about Um, Definitely check it out. It is on Tubi in both countries, Australia and America. Go hard. Okay. Uh, it's a 2008 Australian documentary film. Uh, it's about Australian New Wave, 70s and 80s, low-budget cinema, B-grade, whatever you want to call it. Damn good stuff. Genre filmmaking. Um, I'd say it is finest bit of Aussie Pride there. It's some damn good shit here. Um now, Mark hutley is mostly known for doing short docos, except for uh he did a remake, feature film okay. remake of pa- of Patrick. Yeah, from the movie from oh, the doco. You, you guys oh, know
2: Patrick?
0: I, I fucking yeah. love Patrick. That movie fucking My, rules. This was the first movie, I think, in this documentary that came up ben, and went, I know this movie. I fucking love this movie. It's grim. Her. That movie's fucking heavy.
1: I have never seen it, shame to admit, but I do want to I'll even cover it on Man Bites Pod. Yeah, that is one from Not Quite Hollywood. I wrote down, need to see this film.
0: Yeah, we. I think we need to do it then. Uh, Reverend, Go. have you seen this movie, Patrick?
2: Oh, I've totally seen Patrick a few times, man. That was, that was available here on VHS. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Um, Mark Hartley, the director in question here. Uh, he directed a 2013 remake in Melbourne down here with uh, Rachel Griffiths and Charles Dance. Haven't seen it. Does look pretty good. If we do touch on it, I'll be sure to watch it as well. This, just this is the remake,
0: perspective. remake of Patrick? Yes. Interesting. Well, I'll watch it too. If we do, the, If we do a show... On Patrick, I'll watch the remake as well. I'm in. I'm down. To the,
1: be- to the best of my knowledge, that is the only feature film director Mark Hartley has done. So good choice, all things considered, good choice. Um, he also directed a documentary I want to see as well called Machete Maidens. Machete Maidens Unleashed.
3: Oh
1: uh, machete, is-
0: M- machete was fine. Machete was fine.
1: No, the movie's fine, but this is Machete, machete Maidens there, our Commander. This is about exploitation vid- movies, videos, from the Philippines. Oh! oh yeah, man, from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Want to see that one? And he also did a documentary called Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of canon films, yeah?
0: Oh, that's a oh, whole yeah. deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. This guy knows what to make documentaries about when it comes to films. Absolutely. Um, okay, now for not quite Hollywood. He interviewed over eighty Australian, American, and British actors, directors, screenwriters, and producers, including mm-hmm. Tarantino, Brian Trenchard-Smith, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dennis Hopper, George Lazenby, George Miller, Barry Humphreys, uh, Stacey Keach, John Seal, and Roger Ward, among others.
2: I would like to see Stacey Keach in that shit, man yeah
0: yeah have you seen have you seen that movie that jamie lee curtis and stacy keacher in reverend road
2: games road, road games.
0: games oh
2: yes yes it's
0: amazing that movie fucking rules dude is that um, no you're right, dude, all right? Dog over here. okay <laughs> okay um, all good yeah dude road games fucking rules man. it looks
1: really good i haven't seen it but it looks really good that's what i oh, want to come see Come well. on, man I know. Shame to admit. Shame to. This was an education for me as well. All right. Um, And you know what I mean. I'm learning the ways of uh, exploitation and getting away, um, to an extent, a bit getting away from the art house and the highly elevated shit. I was a picnic at Hanging Rock person uh, once upon a time, purely. So you know what I I mean. This.
0: I feel like you started. You started at like. You started like Alan Parsons Project and Rush, and you're now coming down (laughs) to our level of UK subs and 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 Gigi Allen, like what we're doing. Yeah, we have that
2: effect on people.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the building. I'm
1: at the. I'm standing around at the outside of the circle, but I'm not in the pitch yet.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Yep. Yeah, but I'm sitting there. Going, yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. And what I have to say about not quite Hollywood, why I chose it, why I want people to see it. Um, There's so much to film across the board. There are so many different styles and types and cultural representations of. Um, Film that, um, and you know, culture is channeled through, and all of it needs to be explored and appreciated. And these films, even if you consider a lot of them dross, they created some fine works like a A-cla- class films, <laughs> like Road Games, like Next of Kin, which is amazing uh, so, so have you seen Brit- that one? Yes, yes, oh, British oh, Gothic, yeah, dude, like a British Gothic that. horror art house, fucking, mwah, mwah, chef's That's kiss. fucking brilliant um wake and fright should be taught in universities and in schools across the board mad max all of those fucking yeah road movie b-grade movies if you consider the joss they still created mad max and that's a masterpiece
0: i'm gonna go on record saying i hate mel gibson to his yeah sure sure i want to fucking stab that motherfucker in his eyeballs but mad max all of them shits they're good beyond thunderdome with fucking tina turner the fuck yeah, out of here.
3: I mean, yeah. yeah, nonsense. Great.
2: I'm going through different. the
1: series again. I've seen I've seen one again, rewatched it with you know, whilst doing this, and I'm gonna go to two, three, four, blah, blah, blah.
0: This might be later in the game, but like the other one that I've seen a bunch of times that I, I grew up idolizing this fucking motherfucker because of this movie is Mad Dog Morgan.
2: Oh fucking well, yeah
0: I'm you- I've always I've been obsessed with Dennis Hopper ever since I saw it. I was like way too young to watch that movie. Like fucking yeah. six. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love that movie. I love Dennis Hopper. That shit rules, dude.
1: And it's and that's in this film their listeners as well. They talk about mad dog Morgan as well. That is uh Australian osploitation there, 100 percent Um, but point being like if you don't like these films they will they help pave the way to allow opportunities for filmmakers to make the films that you goddamn like yeah that's why Correct. these films need to be made and need to be allowed to be made that's what this fucking documentary is so important and i do thank quentin tarantino whatever you may think of him i don't think he's the best person on the planet not whatsoever but he made this film happen. He gave his face and his money behind it. He was interviewed for five hours in a theater, in a cinema, about Oz being a big fan. He got this around the globe. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, um,
0: he's a a fucking shitbird, but he is... He's a bad person. He's a bad person. person, But he is a friend. He is a friend of genre films, and he is absolutely he is the most encyclopedic knowledge of crazy film that i've ever seen in yeah. my life i don't yeah. think there is he should legit teach a master's class
3: yeah he should yeah. also he really he could. should
0: also get fucking uh he should also get his teeth kicked out by me like he's a terrible <laughs> person
1: yeah, let the commander kick his teeth out, then take the class and I'll take his class.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then, and then the class <laughs> that he that he teaches will pay for his new teeth so he can talk like a human and not sound yeah. like a dog with peanut butter in his mouth. But fuck that motherfucker for defending Roman Polanski, who is also a genius, but fuck that motherfucker <sighs> too. Sorry. Yeah, of I course. A, no, please,
1: a- no, it needs to be said. It needs to be said. This, These, these fuckers need to be on blast. Absolutely. Um, okay. Um, you could get a Blu-ray of uh, the three documentaries that I mentioned, Machete Maidens, Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films, as well as The Wild Untold Story of Ausplitation, Not Quite Hollywood, by Umbrella Films. Umbrella is our premium quality uh film distributors here in australia who do everything yeah who do from the exploitation to the art house they're the best they're the best that we have so shout out umbrella films sponsor hey Okay, Hartley spent several years writing uh, detailed uh, research documents which served to some degree as a script for the film about the new wave. Uh, it focused on exploitation, sex, horror, violence. Critics and film historians considered these films, these are brow, films, low-brow, low-brow, lowbrow trash, vulgar and offensive, and they were often excluded from Australia's official film history.
0: So, I swear to God, every single mm-hmm. one of those things you just said made me go from six to midnight. That's the shit that makes me want to watch a movie. Yeah. Everything yeah. you just said, everything, every single thing. I'm like, oh, every time you say something, I want to watch this movie more.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And let's... Um... Just attempting to bring this into the frame of not quite Hollywood as well. You very much have the two voices, uh, the two opinions. Like, yeah, these films are awesome. Loved working on these films. Let's get these films out there too. Oh yes, these films are just rubbish. They are. What is it that I'm watching here? I don't. Let's let's take that out of the film history books. I don't want the university students reading about this so they make these type of films in the future.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs>
1: Uh, Bob Ellis, I didn't know about you before. Don't like you. And that other gray-haired critic, don't like you. Oh,
0: can we can we shit on Bob Ellis for a minute? Go for it. What, did he, Go for what it. was the thing that he said? He said, oh, this was this was one of the worst. But I'm doing a British gimmick again. I'm, it's so bad. I'm going to stop with the accent. He fucking said, like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen over and over again during this documentary. But he was really flowery about how he shit on all
3: yeah,
0: of these groups, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. fuck this motherfucker, man. I can't yeah. help but think this guy is a failed actor, slash director, slash screenwriter, maybe all three. And he just shoehorned his way into the industry by becoming a fucking critic. Because he's a yeah. fucking jerk off.
1: Couldn't couldn't fuck agree this more. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, Hartley uh, spent an additional five years interviewing subjects and uh, editing the combined 250 hours of interviews and original stock footage into a 100-minute film. Um, Just making sure I'm not repeating myself. New way, blah, blah, blah. uh, Australian director began to take advantage
0: of the newly introduced R uh,
1: rating. Okay, uh, Not Quite Hollywood documents the revival of Australian cinema during the Australian New Wave uh, through B-movies, including Alvin Purple, which we'll get to, Wake and Fright, Mad Max, next uh Kim, blah, blah, blah. Australian directing began to take advantage of the newly introduced R rating, which allowed more on-screen nudity sex and violence for audience restricted to 18 and over, yeah? So they could get into the cinemas, they could get into the drive-in theatres, that sort of thing. They actually had a place in their home country to show their films, didn't just have to send it to America and Europe and whatnot. Right. Um, Osportation explained the meaning of that. Yeah, hardly his motivation for making the film was because he discovered many Oz B movies from the 70s and 80s whilst uh, watching late night television in Australia. Yeah, when TV became 24 hours filling up the gaps, that sort of thing, they would show these films late at night. He was disappointed they were not in books detailing Australian cinema as well. They weren't being learned about. They weren't a part of the history. Uh, He used to be a music video director. So there you get the edits, the way this uh, thing's put together. As well, yeah, it's very fast, very right. high pace. Next absolutely. film, next yeah, film, next, film, next film. Yeah, made yeah. made
0: perfect sense as soon as soon as you see someone was first a music video director, and then you see their movies, it clicks instantly. It's it's get it done.
2: Absolutely, yeah, it got absolutely. this fast pace, man. It doesn't. It's yeah, yeah. relentless. It's relentless, it is relentless you know it's in the optical fucking stimulation that you're getting it is just scene cut scene cut scene here's an interview here's an interview here's a bunch of boobs here's a bunch of violence look at that guy he's on fucking fire you know
1: yeah 100
2: because
1: that's the that's the in the style of the films that it's talking about so it works perfectly um the film Not Quite Hollywood did not perform well, performed well at the box office upon its Australian release taken in a gross of uh, 108000 on its first weekend, but only 31000 on its second weekend at a screen average of $681. Uh, yeah, so started off well, hey, it's a novelty, but quickly... Um, Faded out, but that's Australian distribution showing our own shit on screens. Mm. Still a problem of, of that to this day. That's another issue. Uh but overall NQH, not quite Hollywood, was positively received by the critics. rotten Tomatoes said it was certified fresh based on 63 reviews, getting a score of 7.4 out of 10. Um I disagree Margaret, with that. It's higher. Yeah, it's
0: higher. It's higher. It's,
1: better, it's higher. I think it's higher. I think it's higher. Uh, Margaret Pomeranz and David Stratton, who are two well-to-do film critics of Australia that everyone listens to because they should, gave the film four and a three and a half, respectively, out of five stars, which is pretty good for them as well because okay. they don't like the type of films that it's talked that
2: it's talking I about. That. But, I can see but,
0: that. But but they appreciate, they appreciate what they are for what it is and yes. the impact that they had. I'm going to tell yes. you right now. Perfect example. And I am going to speak for, for the fucking reverend on this a little bit. Oh, yeah? Not a fan of the Beatles. On any no. fucking level. Uh, if, you cosine. Put be- if you put the fucking Beatles on, you may have to physically stop me from turning it off. And mm-hmm. it might be a problem for you. But I am going to tell you, I cannot deny the influence the Beatles have had on artists that I love dearly. And I mean, yeah. that, I mean that in a musical, I mean that in a, a cinematic, I mean that in an actual artistic paint-to-canvas way, the influence those four people had on these people I look up to can't be denied. Whether I, yeah, like, I agree. I agree. whether I like whether I like the influence or not doesn't matter it exists and it's unfair to shit on it as though it doesn't exist on some right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and thankfully Margaret and David uh, saw, uh, saw this film in the same light uh, director Edgar Wright on the other hand you know uh, Sean of the Dead Shaun of the so, Dead uh, yes he named nqh as his fourth favorite film of 2008 and called it the best documentary ever i (laughs) lean more on his with him (laughs) i said
0: i love edgar Wright. that guy fucking rules dude
1: he does he does he does all right okay now I'm going to go through the film here as quick, not as quickly as possible, as, as concisely as possible. Try and not repeat myself. Just a lot of information to get through, and this is a statistical thing. Certain films' names, etc. So apologies if I do do so. All right, part one of not quite Hollywood. You have ockers, knockers, pubes, and tubes. Sure.
0: So okay. tubes, tubes are clearly dicks. Pubes are clearly and TV
1: pubes. and TV TV tube. Yep.
0: Ah, uh, ah. Uh, it's a okay. pun.
1: It's a pun. Yep.
0: Fair enough. So, and then knockers or tits. What's knockers? Mm-hmm. Is that
1: No. Well, can be seen in that way. Yes, but knockers mostly an Australian ocker is the equivalent of an English geezer. Does that help?
0: Interesting. Like a, uh, you know, like a kind like of a football ho- football hooligan from Liverpool. Oh, all right. All right. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, but an an ocker, or it's just like, um, have a drink, mate. Have a drink, come down the pub, have a skin. And what you don't drink, you pofter. That's that's an ocker.
0: Okay, (laughs) that Okay, so in 2021 terms, a toxically masculine person, in a comical way, in a comical way
1: yes and when you're talking 70s 80s 60s especially more good old boy yeah he's a good bloke top bloke in australia
2: ah good old boy there you go
0: yeah we have good old boys we have good old boys in the u.s as well yes yes texas good
1: old boys got you got you thank you you. (laughs) all right all right um You had the, um, what was important to mention historically around this time, uh, the 68 to the 75, prime ministers championing and funding the arts there. That is John Gorton from 68 to 71, Gal Whitlam from 72 to 75. So you had wanted to create a sense of cultural identity. That's why they say at this top of the film, oh, any old, any old, uh, any old, um, person, you know, who can make a film, write a poem, you know, put a book together, uh, they'll get plenty of money for it at the moment, yeah? (laughs) Of course. And so this was um, wanting to, you know, get away from all the censorship of the past and also that cultural cringe, that sort of thing. Hey, Australia isn't a scary place. Look, we make these, we, you know, we make funny films. Come on over and have a laugh with us, that sort of thing. You're trying to get tourists in. There was the easing of custom regulations by Don Chippis, Uh and the R18 classification led to the sexy film revolution in Australia, yeah? Um, now... Uh, Stork was the first Oka comedy, if you remember from the film.
0: I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I do. And yeah. I remember I remember hearing about this movie. Like I it, it's it's something I've talked about with film nerds before, but I've never seen it.
1: I've never seen it as well. The first I had heard of it. It's certainly not talked about in New Zealand. That's why I hadn't heard of it. Um now. Uh, Stork, uh, mm, because you have Barry McKenzie with Barry Humphreys as well. But we'll get into that because that's an interesting thing. Um, Dame Edna Everage, we have to touch on her at some point as well. But um, it's an ocker comedy. Um, there's a bit of boob, not too much, though. It's more about, oh, it's just, you know, he's a good old bloke, that sort of thing. Right, up to it, it, of it's,
0: some, it's some hooligan, masculine, fucking yeah. goofy. It, we have them right now. Like we have classics in this country uh van wilder or american lie sure. that thank or, you thank you yeah all of those would equate right now to this fucking yeah. nonsense and it's it is nonsense like it's fine it might be important but it's still fucking nonsensical
1: yeah agreed agreed um but they weren't uh sexy films like percy's Travels, the british films there's uh, um those sort of things like elvin purple Yeah. That yes. is where our everyman, uh basically like a almost like a sex drenched everyman with a few bit of a buster keaton element thrown in, being chased by the woman.
2: Oh, I don't know what's happening. I can't have this much sex. Oh
1: <laughs> that, right. that is our Alvin Alvin Purple. But he wasn't a tough bloke. He wasn't jacked or anything, not an action hero that hadn't happened yet, that hadn't been introduced yet. He was the yeah, everyman he was, so he all was of in Australia. Every- could relate to him. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, and uh, but, 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 but Tim Burstall was the director of Alvin um, Purple. He really got the ball rolling with Alvin Purple, the Australian film, getting these type of films and Australian films in general on into the R18 drive-in market, creating a sense of cultural identity that was away from what the elites told us to believe we are, yeah? All right. All um, right. Now, at this point, you also had Barry McKenzie as well. Um, that's where things like, you know, the whole, that was the guy with the, in the suit, but with a hat, drinking the beer, um, and, that, right.
3: and
1: talking about how racism and homophobia is part of being Australian, and at that point in time, if it was done in a funny way, could be seen as charming.
0: He's not wrong. In, in mm, America, it was the same thing. Yeah. At the same time, at the yeah. exact same time, at yeah, the same time. He was he was absolutely correct in that assumption.
2: Yeah, you we are the comedians I, I, that I, were doing I that mean, type
1: of thing so during the seventies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, because it was seen as satire to um, hold up to a light uh, this type, these type of attitudes to say what the fuck are you doing? But it was adopted as an endorsement of that way of life by the idiots.
0: Which always I happens must,
1: with satire. Go I
0: have to bring up, same era. Yeah. the time, yeah. <laughs> and It's a movie that gets brought up now, right now. Oh, you could never do that right now. And I'm like, everybody that says you could never make that movie right now is trying to say that, or they're, they're what they're saying is that, oh, everyone's trying to cancel this. That's not true. You just yeah. missed the point. Yeah is Blazing yeah. Saddles.
1: Oh, a thousand yeah. million percent.
0: Same yeah. era, brilliant movie, shitting mm-hmm. on racism the entire fucking way across, but white men that find it funny to hear a black man say the N-word over and That's over, a- and white men say the N-word over and over and over, yeah. and miss the goddamn point of this movie.
1: It's thousand percent. Yeah, um, just like with the Barry McKenzie movie, like um, the white men who white straight men who use the uh, straight men who use the uh, homosexual poker. slur. Yeah. And, um, right. and even and the F-bomb the F-word as well. Um, they Hawk. miss the <laughs> they miss the point of Dame Edna Average because I'm sure you noticed the chap dressed up as an old woman yes movie yes yeah.
0: can, can i ask you something is is Please. and and pardon me i i really this is a legit fucking question is Pufter is that out of vogue over there is that out uh, of line you, now
1: depends where you are in australia oh, and sure. the sit- yeah sure. and, and the cities yes out of rural countries nah it's not okay still in yeah
0: yeah same yeah. as over here same as over yeah,
1: here exactly exactly yeah well, we share similarities there compadres um there, there, now, there's
0: always there's always gonna be goofy yeah. rednecks no matter where you're at Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely um now uh but 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 that took in. elvin purple took in five million yeah uh, its budget was f- uh, 5,000. It took in 5 million, which was huge for the box office yeah. in Australia at this time, man. Huge. All right. Um, now, yeah, that next blew up, me
0: away. That statistic alone blew yeah. me away when I watched this movie.
1: And it was huge in drive ins as well. And that's another similarity we share car culture, Australia, America, big on the cars. Yeah, yeah. we drive-ins do. Drive ins during this time, 60s, 70s, 80s, lots of drive in movies.
0: It's I funny. am gonna say this. I am gonna say this. This is not a point of American pride. It's it's really not. It it's just a statement of fact. We had better cars in our car movies. We had better cars.
1: Sure, sure. I don't mind. I'm not a car person. Couldn't care less. What's
0: no, no. Look, man. <laughs> go, fucking dirty, cars, very, crazy Larrys. Go look at that movie and then go look at the other fucking car crash movies of Australia. I'm telling you, we had better cars. That's all. Okay. Back.
1: Reverend, what do you what say you?
2: I mean, Australia does have the cars that ate Paris. And that shit is fucking rad. And dead end driving, which are uh-huh, both uh-huh, uh-huh. Awesome, what awesome, what? dude. All right. But not, but not technically <laughs> car movies. So I get what you're saying here, man. You're you're
0: on you're on some other shit. It's fine. It's fine. You threw me under a bus. That's fine.
2: <laughs> I did not throw you under the bus. You Ronnie. threw me
0: under the, the an Australian bus.
1: I kind of oh, teaches yeah. up uh, to admit <laughs> guilt there.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding, well. I'm kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. It's fine.
1: <laughs> okay, um now we had the sexy naughty revolution as well but it got a bit more controversial as these things do more leaned into the more adult um, entertainment side of it got a bit more risque via John Lamont director producer of Australia okay now he got things a bit more from a bit more cheeky all to full frontal nudity basically (laughs) to may as well be actual sex scenes happening on screen Um, those those sex
0: scenes are are pretty goddamn in line with flat-out porn from from that era's yeah um from that era's you know idea of what that might be like it was a deal Uh,
1: absolutely listeners just to paint a picture you pretty much you do see everything except actual penetration basically yeah
0: yeah they don't get that they don't get that right under the balls shot
1: no, Other nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit it was better shot than that, because that shot's disgusting.
0: <laughs> I agree. I but
1: agree. um and but the female form body was in focus. Yeah. <laughs> Big Which time. is
0: the most important part anyway. So anyway,
1: cosine 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 <laughs> Um but John Lamont leaned into the controversy. If um, he knew TNA sold, put more TNA thing, put more TNA in. But he really played with Australia's sensibilities at the time because he also created a documentary called Australia After Dark, which I did watch, I found on this, on a um, archive. So good. Oh, you've seen it?
0: I love it. Yeah, I love
1: it. Fantastic. All right. So you know what he was talking about when we we're talking about the work from before as well with the devil, the black mess, the devil worshippers outside of Melbourne, where
0: the public was going, that. Oh my god,
1: devil worship in my Melbourne.
0: Favorite one. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it was it was done. It was done in his like mother or his mother's or his mother-in-law's backyard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. With his mates.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: smoke machine green body paint hired a model or whatever <laughs> to ride around on an upside down cross didn't Yeah, have.
0: but he told, told everybody's like no i mean no if, if if i tell you they're gonna fucking they're gonna put the they're gonna put the maloic on me they're gonna put the heads yeah. on me I'm gonna, and i'm gonna die and my children are gonna die so you need to leave it alone and i'm gonna leave it alone <laughs> like that shit was (laughs) so good it's a great gimmick
1: and you touched on what was touched on the Australia After Dark uh, documentary with the actress who drummed up press by saying, oh, they used me as a sex object, da, da, da. That's from this documentary as well. But what's important to mention regarding John Lamont in the 60s and 70s, where in some places uh, you could still go to jail for being homosexual, etc. Um, In that Australia After Dark, he shows uh, pretty much the whole ceremony, the, um, a... Uh, homosexual male gay male uh wedding in perth yeah right he does which was yes which was wild to show at the time as well and he does the whole thing and he does and the narrator at the uh, together pretty much says um uh pretty much paraphrasing one day this um should be all around all australia they're the right to get married you know so they should da, da, da. yeah so so, so you know what I mean. He likes his TNA, but he's not a bad guy, Mister John Lamont.
3: Scarless, but
1: yes, yeah, scarless but lovable was John Lamont. Yeah. Um, now, then we got up to Tony was Tony Gnan, I have mixed feelings
0: about.
1: What do you reckon? And uh, the uh, Roger Corman of Australia, he is called, and not quite Hollywood. What do you think? Yeah, he, I
0: feel like I feel like that guy is a uh, he's a genius. Let's let get. Let's get that right. That guy's a fucking genius, but he's also, he's a fucking cunt, and he's a cheap motherfucker to the point where I feel like that guy would risk other people's safety, livelihood, and he would do anything to save a dollar. Like you said, he's like Roger. Right. He he's a cheap <laughs> motherfucker, and he probably had the resources and the know-how and the wherewithal to keep people safe on set, and people died on his sets. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. a shitbird, bird. To- mm-hmm. But he did make brilliant movies, and also, that is the way it was done back then. Like, I'm not gonna bullshit. Like, I not love can- Canon. Canon Pictures was the same shit. They put people at risk On unbelievable levels because there weren't regulations at that time. Um, Yeah, but I still think he was a dick. I think I think he's kind of a dick,
2: but he's a genius. Yeah,
1: I agree. Basically, Reverend.
2: I mean, it was the seventies. It was a a call.
0: You doing a callback? Are you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Because I am, I am curious, though, like, um, Roger, you know, you're a Roger Corman fan, but both of you, yeah, if, if that's fair to say.
2: Oh,
0: well, you have, mean, I love fuck,
1: yeah. Buddy. yeah. Um, and he, as you touched on there, he could be head up for doing the same sort of shit. Yeah, we were talking about Slumber Party Massacre 2, not to shit on the film, but to say that it is considered a feminist film in one part, but also it had a female director and writer because it was a Roger Corman production and he hired women only because he could pay them next to nothing.
0: Yeah. 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 Because you're yeah. shitty. It, Roger Corman's kind of a shitty person.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I was just I, curious you know about that. We're going long on this episode. You want to hear a funny story about rock and roll high school?
1: If we're all right As for time, everyone involved, absolutely.
0: This is a personal story of mine. My oldest daughter uh, I, I've I've said her name on the podcast, but I'll leave it out of this <laughs> for whatever reason. But she was really little. And she grew, I showed her Rock and Roll High School, uh, Roger Corman with the Ramones, right? Rock and Roll High School when she's like two, three. And she loved the Ramones. She loved the Misfits. Uh, she loved early like late 70s punk rock shit so much i showed her that movie and she wanted to watch it every day the way a lot of kids want to watch disney movies every day she's like i will rock and roll high school i'm like cool well she also had a number of toys right one of them was like a makeup mirror it was like a gimmick makeup mirror Uh where you could like look into it and you know, poke at your face and pretend like you were putting on makeup, right? Sure. Remember, she's like two and a half at the time. <laughs> Excuse me. We're watching this movie, and if anybody remembers this movie, at <clears throat> towards the end of it, when the Ramones are playing on stage, there's a roadie, this big, fat, burly, bearded, long-haired, blonde motherfucker with a fucking jean jacket on that's sniffing coke off of a fucking mirror a little makeup okay. mirror right uh-huh. Uh-huh. and he does the gimmick joke where he's sniffing coke and then he turns his hand over to look at his watch and he drops all the coke on the floor right. And he goes oh shit and then he drops to his knees and starts sniffing the coke off the floor and then after okay. that Someone running down the hallway trips over him and falls over. Well, she's watched this like five, six times. And then all of a sudden, I kid you not, I find my daughter. She's watching the movie and she's pretending to sniff off of her little cosmetic mirror gimmick that she has. I'm like, all right, we're not watching this movie anymore. Like,
3: yeah,
1: it's not yeah. even a big,
0: it's <laughs> not even a big deal, but the connotation like bothered me a lot. <laughs> I was like,
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: we're not watching this movie for a while. Like, that's it's a deal. I'm not going to yeah. get into parenting stuff, but it it's funny now.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And that's all you need to do. That's that's that that, that sh- should be censorship. That should be the extent of it. Right there, <laughs> Parents,
0: <laughs> Parents talk to your children. That's yes. what censorship should be.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And we're all allowed to make mistakes as well. And art should be allowed to make mistakes as well. Yeah, absolutely. And in right. the era, they, they had to, they were shredding new ground as well. Oh, by so the not, way, yeah.
0: It's not as though anyone's offering my two year old daughter cocaine at that point. So, yeah, of course, of I course. have all <laughs> these years to explain to her, hey, you know. Don't do cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Which I yeah, have yeah. at yeah. length. <laughs>
1: so um, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, and Tony Ganain, I get why people hate him as well, but it was also it was the 70s, I guess, as well, you know, um treating new ground It trying was the seven. Um, so it's not to be entirely hated. He did take a lot of film away from Australia to overseas, brought other actors in from America as well. That is and good I, and bad because it got our films to a global market, but took money and work away from our local market. Yeah, I, feel,
0: yeah. I feel like the heat with that guy is is purely Australian.
3: Like, yeah. Ain't
1: yeah. nobody got sure. heat
0: with that motherfucker over here, but... sure understandably, like, people in Australia were like, yo, man, this guy is fucking bringing in Nicole Kidman, who's from here, but she's over there now, and Stacey Keach, he, he's fucking from California. You can't bring that motherfucker over here. Like... Yeah,
1: and Jamie Lee I, Curtis was huge at the
2: time, as well. I mean, on this the is heels a, you know, of
0: Halloween. On the heels yeah, of yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not,
2: as, Ex- not nearly as huge as Stacey Keach could have been, because, I mean, he was a... Mountain of the Campbell God. So, you know, he, he's just... He, I don't know. He was in the Cheech and Chong movies
0: too, dude. Like, that yeah, shit was, it was, was amazing. He
1: was too. That's right. He was too. Fuck yeah. I used to watch those. <laughs> um, okay. We are up to part two, Comatose Killers and Outback Chillers, the horror section of Not Quite Hollywood. Uh, now, we're starting off with Terry B- Burke. With In of the Damned, I want to talk about. Um, when we're talking about, like, um, how this is Tony Ganane produced, of course, um, how um, actors, start, you know, the way they were treated, we touched on before. We have the decapitated head, bloody skull, carnalingus of girl on Altar in the Jungle scene.
0: You gotta love that. I mean, that remi- you know what that <laughs> reminds me of? That's an Australian version of Reanimate, where the fucking head goes down on the. I'm just saying.
1: Sure, sure. Um, it was kind of Australian dato as well. Yeah. Business yeah. as well. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit.
0: Well um,
1: done. Well done. Thank you. Yes. Um in uh, and, and this movie you had the hut full of rats with the girl inside, where like, Yeah, we could let them out bit by bit, but let's just flood the room with it and you'll be fine. Flood the room with rats and you'll be fine. Yeah. So you started seeing actual actors in horror films actually terrified. The screams are pretty much real. That's why it's so so effective. One one could argue air quotes, joking. (laughs) And some of
0: those those actresses, I gotta be honest, they they thugged that out and did Mm -hmm. really amazing. They are really tough. The actresses, specifically the females from back then. Yes. Yes. like The level of toughness you had to be to deal with that fucking treatment.
3: Ah,
1: oh, dude. It's
0: next level. I, I fucking applaud them. I applaud respect to them.
1: them. Respect to them being a bit of an extreme performer who will go the limit myself as well. I have nothing but respect for them, definitely. Um, Terry Bilk, was, he was deliberately provocative as well as uh, Le Monde as well. The, but we're talking Le was sex. This is horror. Um, when Especially when we're looking at the girl who was almost drowned in, in, a, in an aquarium in, in of the Damned as well. Yeah. That
0: was fucked up,
2: man. That one bothered oh, me a little
1: bit. That was a little yeah. heavy. A little bit, yeah. It yeah. seemed
2: pretty intense,
1: man. Um, it's an intense time. An experimental time, an intense time. Certainly not um, excusing that type of thing as well. That's the thing with... Um, With acting as well, you know, go extreme, go the limit as well, but be aware of what you're doing as we're viewing the flow. If you're the male holding the female in these type of films, be clued on to what you're doing to know when to pull out straight away. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, His
2: his pull-out game was weak.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) No, and Gene, and Gene, you're an actor. Yeah. So have you done film at all or? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 plenty. So.
0: So you know I mean you know these parameters.
1: Yes. But, yes.
0: I mean have you come close to anything that that is on oh. this level of the mid 80s or, or or mid oh. or late late 70s level of we don't give a fuck about how anyone feels about anything just do it maybe you'll die and go on with your mm. day.
1: Good question. Not so much in film yeah. nowadays because there's regulations out the yayos even since the 90s onwards, yeah, after the 70s and 80s. But even,
0: even with independent stuff.
1: Yeah, even with independent stuff, even with independent stuff. Sure. Uh, because then a lot of them have, have been student films and then the, the, the universities or the schools are responsible, all that sort of thing, liable, etc. Right. But In terms of, say, theatre at university or experimental theatre out in the public and then uh, scare acting, haunted attractions, that's where it gets a bit hairy and a bit close for comfort in terms of safety is a bit thrown out the window. And that's on the actors as well because we get into it and go there as well. That's the one place. In Australian censorship as well, that live performance pretty much do what you want. Right. Pretty much do theater, even music bands, that sort of thing. Do what you want. That's why we had Guar decapitating an Australian prime minister on stage at Soundwave Music Festival. Oh. That was in, that's in during not that long ago, about 10 years ago, max. Yeah.
0: Guar is a religious experience that everyone should have. And I'm sorry yeah, yeah. to anyone that hasn't seen them without, uh, uh, before Dave Rocky died, because you're missing out. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Terry and I saw him a bunch of times.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we That's did. Awesome.
2: It is very religious.
1: But um, yeah. But like, you got to look after yourself in performance and film. Absolutely, each, and each okay. other. I mean, each other, each other, each other. Okay. Now we're up to Patrick. Yeah. Um, director Richard Franklin, influenced by Hitchcock
2: Psycho, of course. Yep. Yep. So yep. it's
0: so it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah, it's so obvious. Yeah, Yeah. there's
2: a lot of scenes that are cut by cut. You know, uh, the nurse walking up to the fucking corpse is exact same shot for shot when uh, fucking when Norman is walking up to the bed in the top of the haunted house. You know, that is a very specific shot for shot scene. Um, that exactly is is a parent in Patrick and Patrick is a good film stand alone without the references yeah. as well. You know, it, it really is. Yeah.
0: It really yeah. is. Patrick That's, is a brilliant movie.
1: This is one of these films where you had like, um, not a, I mean diamond in the rough. Yeah. Pretty much. This is one. Yeah. yeah it's a diamond got, in the rough.
0: That's a perfect absolutely. way of, because mm. it's not, this movie clearly wasn't supposed to be that good. But it yeah, was it was terrifying. When he yeah. fucking jumps up from that bed on that one fucking instance uh-huh. they the saved that screamed yeah. that shit. Yeah. It was it that shit fucking you knew it was coming at some point, but they right. fucking threw it at you and it's brutal. Like it's like yeah. the
2: jump scare that you had waited for an hour and a half basically for this jump scare to happen. And then it completely catches you off guard, anyways.
0: I hate to agree with Quentin Tarantino, even though he's a film genius, but he's right about this. If you make this movie, remake it shot for shot. Don't change shit, except for maybe a little lighting here and there.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remake
0: this movie right fucking now. People will fucking shit themselves at this. This is a and- brilliant movie.
1: I am keen to see actually Mark Hutley, the director of NQH, this documentary here, who he remade Patrick. Mm. He understands these films. He may give it justice. He may give it as due justice. Yeah. Due, Boy, is uh, he advocate. slated to do that? He's already done it. Oh shit. In 2013, the director of this documentary, Mate did the remake in 2013. So oh, I'm seen. curious. I'm curious. Um, but also the references from Psycho Hitchcock, what this film influenced as well. We are talking Kill Bill, uh, Beatrix's spit scene when she's in a coma comes from yes. patrick Spit. Yeah, absolutely. And then um the Italian horror sequel, Ripoff, that was made by the Italian horror. Uh, oh, director. that was offensive. I didn't
0: know you about seen it? that in film this. I didn't know. No, I've never okay. seen it. I didn't I don't know, know about I it yet. until this documentary. Looks, I'm like, that's that's
1: out of line, man. It looks a bit much. It looks a bit much. Um, Bob Ellis hates Tony Janain. Oh, that's a possible of Royale. Mm. <laughs> um,
0: oh, I hope man. you have the of Royale sorted out.
1: I do, I do. But I think that's. <laughs> okay. a, be, I'd like to see that fight as well. I'd like to see that fight. Bob Ellis versus Tony <laughs> Um uh, do, 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 what else? I want to mention here? Thirst by Henry Silver. Thirst was a bit of a standout uh, horror sh- film.
0: Thirst during is good. this time. Yeah, I've only seen it one time, but that's a good fucking movie, man. Like, you not like it's a good movie, but it's worth watching.
2: Sure. If sure, you're if, got
0: to- if you're if you're a goon and you want to watch genre films, like Thirst is one you should have seen at this point
1: hmm you've got a young Kylie Minogue you have Richard Silver sorry Henry oh, Silver my apologies
0: being lifted up lifted yeah, up on a no, helicopter Kylie, no. rest in peace to Kylie Minot. what isn't she dead didn't she sing no. on the fucking no the, she, she sang with fucking uh Nick Cave and sang with uh, the Pogues and she's, she's not dead, dead. Where did you hear this I'm thinking of someone else then.
1: Sorry. You are. Yeah, easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> we like our Kylie. <laughs> we like our Kylie. She's, she's treasured.
0: I love Kylie Minogue. I thought she died.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. Um, you had Henry Silver on the helicopter, on the, you know, whatever it's called, the bottom rung, you know, where it touches the ground. He's lifted up 50 to 70 feet in the air. Yeah, you'll be all right, mate. Just get up there good shot it's gonna be a good shot mate um and the american actors were brought over to the um oh yeah just have just have just have a vb mate you'll be right you might get a bit hurt have a have a beer you'll be sweet um lack of safety regulations whilst on film shoots Uh, american actors experiencing this going where am i what have i done (laughs) right um and you can see that Yeah, 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 George original, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting the, oh, there.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I thought that's what we were talking about, the original James Bond, like he's a, he's
1: a go. <laughs> um, road games we talked about with Richard Franklin, uh, which is pretty much rear window set in a truck out on the road um, in Australia, um, that influenced Wolf Creek out the yayo as well, you know, spooky, fucking mm-hmm. this character out on the road. Right, right. <laughs> Yep. Um, Critics did not like a... Where am I? Uh, We have Philip Moraes, Howling 3, The Massupials. So we had, point being with that one, we had an American franchise made its name for itself was one and two over in uh over stateside comes to australia to be made number three by an australian director and he made the comedy horror howling three the marsupials have you guys seen this i haven't
2: i have not seen Um, this but i really really want to honestly i feel like just the (laughs) the premise itself makes it right up my alley and uh i may have seen it at some point but i'm not Not versed in it enough. I should have done it for the show. I'm
0: in. I'm in. I want to watch this. And by the way, I want to mention I was thinking of Christy mccolt Sorry. Uh huh.
1: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Christy McColl. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Fair enough.
1: Fanatically. I get it. I get it. Um, (laughs) Reverend, even if you wanted to um, claim that one for a future episode as well, because I'd love to see you cover Howling Three marsupials. I think that's definitely in your wheelhouse. Oh, the I Howling have...
0: Three? That's just yeah. had... I have yeah.
1: seen that. I oh, have seen that one, the marsupials. Oh, I have. Okay, okay. I think that's a good Man Bites Pod one there if, for the Reverend. Um, so you're, you're aware of the mouse in a werewolf fetus suit Shh. You yes, know, yeah. uh, set up. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, here's the next one I want to talk about. This is still in the horror segment of Not Quite Hollywood that I want to see as well. And yes, I should have, uh, you know, I'm schooling myself as I go, etc., etc. Razorback by Rob McKay. I want to see Razorback. I still haven't yeah, seen, I've that. seen that. Yeah. yeah um, the, 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 um Why I want it this time, uh, if you don't know their listeners, it's basically like a mechanical, a giant pig. And I'm talking dinosaur size wreaks havoc in a rural setting on a farm, yeah?
0: I'm yeah, glad I'm you said mad, dinosaur yeah. size because yes. that's literally what it is. They went, yes. this is big, but it should be bigger. But wait, it no. It should be bigger. But wait, no. It should be bigger than that, too. And then they made it a fucking megalodon size. Absolutely. A stegosaurus-sized
2: goddamn pig.
0: Yeah. Um, and
2: I think I love this film. I really do, dude. Honestly, yeah. like, it's probably my favorite Australian film. Have um, you seen it? Uh, yeah. Razorback? Fuck yeah. yeah. I've seen it. There's oh, a poster shit. of it up in my garage, man. I love this movie, oh, dude. Yeah. It's fucking fuck wonderful. It fuck. You need to jump that to me so I can watch it immediately. I Fantastic. am a fat ass. And if there's a stegosaurus-sized pig out there, I'm fucking a out that shit, dude! And they're all running away. Hell no, Terry! Goddamn, <laughs> Reverend Terry! Goddamn, I'm gonna take this motherfucking pig out because that's what you do with pigs—you fucking take them out and put them out of their goddamn misery. And then I'm gonna consume his ass. <laughs> Ter- <laughs> Terry! Goddamn, is
0: gonna make bacon out of the big pig.
2: That's cool. That's right, man. That's right.
0: Hey, by the way, side note: my favorite, my favorite dinosaur of all time: Stegosaurus throwing it out. Not mad at it.
1: Triceratops, for me.
0: All right.
2: Yeah. Those are I good like that. Fucking dinosaurs. I I don't know if I have a favorite dinosaur. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to. That's because
0: it. you want to eat all of them.
2: Uh, no, not really. Those are fucking lizards, dude. That's not gross. But, but that, we were talking hey. about the giant pig that I would definitely eat. Let me tell
0: you something. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me address that. The most delicious sandwich I've ever eaten in my life was. <laughs> A alligator po' boy in New Orleans. Wow, that's a lizard dog. I'm telling you. I know what you. a po'
1: boy is. So I've had po' boys. Yeah, I worked I'm at a Mexican cantina here, so I've had po' boys.
0: Oh my man, I believe I, love I believe that that shit's all right over there. You got alligators over there, so. But I'm saying, lizard is delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. dinosaurs Interesting. Are, are amazing
1: <laughs> there you go um but yeah definitely if you guys don't jump on it first i will um uh it will be covered in the future razorback for man bites pod because it's a beautiful blend between genre what the fuckness but visually as well production values as well stunning stunning this yeah, is a really
2: pretty film dude yeah
1: yeah there you go and it's high level filmmaking craft art house if you will visuals as well and how to pull them off without very much money so again this is why these films are important this movement is important because movies like razorback
0: yeah all of these movies are done with trash money
1: yeah yeah but they created things like razorback and next of kin which i've got Uh, next by tony williams 1981
0: brilliant. 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 brilliant again
1: Another one, Tarantino said, just released today, and boom, it'll be up there. He compared it to The Shining in terms of atmosphere, where I can see where he's coming from. It's not as good, don't get me wrong. But for 1981 Australia, B grade, fucking amazing. John Jarrett looking like a young, sexy, tanned Nathan Fillion. John Jarrett is the guy who played Mick Taylor in Wolf Creek. Um, He is in the, at the end of uh, Django Unchained, the Aussies at the end of Django Unchained. He's one of them. He's basically one of our heroes, Mr. John Jarrett. Can, um, can we right.
0: agree, Can we agree, since you brought that up, that Quentin Tarantino should stop making appearances in his own movies? Yeah, that no, can't act for Especially shit. Especially doing act Australian for shit. accents? Oh, like, fuck it's yes.
1: Out it's out of line. Oh, 1,000%. Can't act for shit and you have not pulled off the accent. Stop trying to be one of us. Like our films, promote them, but uh uh-uh. That's where it ends, sir. (laughs) 100%. Okay, we're up to part three. Um, High-octane disasters and kung fu masters.
0: Okay. Um, I was shocked to find out that there were Kung Fu movies from Australia. I was. So was I. <laughs> so was I, Brooke. Um I forget.
1: What was there. there was some sort of segue that came here with some film. No, it was Mad Dog Morgan, which I didn't put down. Why the fuck didn't I? Oh, no, I did. Um, there was some movie that uh, one of the directors, uh realized that action films are a global market glo- a punch-up is a global language yeah yeah um, and popular all over the world boom they started creating uh kung fu flicks as well as uh, action films how better would an australia do it but throw them in a car smash into another car yeah Boy okay um deserts bullies and cars uh stone was the movie that i wanted to talk about um if you guys were interested as well stone's that bikey movie where they got on uh actual hell's angels method acting madness where the basically the actors become a became a bike club yeah yeah
0: right i'm not i wasn't into it before this documentary but i mean growing up in california i know hell's angels like sure Sure. I, I i i believe 100 percent all of the stories that they told about this club
1: yeah yeah um this uh, there's a whole bikey his, bike gang history here in australia as well big time definitely Not on, there's a number the number differences of course but it's made an impact um, Have habits has its influence definitely but um, with stone oh, no it's it okay
0: a- you're welcome you're welcome.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um. You know what, dude? I have spent like half of this podcast so far trying to export fucking drugs and pornography to this country. And now you're going to try to just pawn off the Hells Angels too? I don't want to do about it. We got to break down these borders and do this legally. No biker gangs, but you do still get the drugs and pornography. Thank you, Reverend. <laughs> All right,
1: fair enough. Thank you. Okay. Um, now, in terms of method acting madness, there was a 25-hour dope smoking scene. Now, I think that does better than Jack Nicholson and Dennis Hopper having their famous dope smoking scene sh- uh, shoot uh, for Easy Rider. Um, there's the Hells Angels are his fight scene where that actor, forget his name, he called out on top of the pub uh, all hell's angels are putters this was to set up that, <laughs> that that brawl scene yeah which turned into an actual brawl that they shot right yeah which Yo, is man, crazy
0: that shit <laughs> popped me but when he said that i went i don't know how you do things in australia but i'm like everyone would have gotten shot in america Everyone sure. would have gotten okay. shot over that. But if it wasn't for well, our gun
1: laws, if, may have the same thing.
0: If if I'm not mistaken, still though, someone got scalped over there. Yes, shit? I
1: was just about to say the Hells Angels were paid in beer, and also during that <laughs> fight scene, as well, they scalped an actor. Like you can, know, can I bring something up real quick? Please. Um,
0: <laughs> everyone knows the infamous uh Altamont where that guy got yeah. stabbed up and died guess what the hell's angels were paid in acid lsd huh. and yeah. beer to do security for that show oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. i am i'm with you now so yep, yep.
0: but honestly i mean my opinion on my opinion on what happened with the altamont show is different than we're doing right now so we're we're not gonna get into it yeah
1: yeah that's it it is a whole thing but the
0: hell's angels are known for being paid in substances as opposed to actual money
1: Okay. okay absolutely um so that's one type of action film that was going on in this third segment of exploitation uh you also had another one which you went into the outback uh you had colonial history Represented via Dennis Hopper playing Mad Dog Morgan, talking about another crazy bush ranger from back in the day, 1976. Uh, Mad Dog Morgan. Um, this was just after Easy Rider. Couldn't get work in America. Movie. Came to Australia. Drank 151 rums. That was in one night, <laughs> one sitting. <laughs> Gangster. I love.
0: I love. Uh, Miss
1: So do I, so do I. Method acting madness, you know, he sums it up. (laughs) One person. Um, But it's sold, only movie Australian movie to sell at Cairns and open to 40 theatres in the US, even though he was arrested as soon as he arrived at Australia for drunkenness, and he was arrested on his way out and said, don't come back. (laughs) He made us one of the best films out there that did Great things for Australian cinema at the time. Mad Dog. Movie.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, his level of cocaine use is not to be understated either. <laughs>
1: oh, and then Not Quite Hollywood, when he was being interviewed, it was just kind of, oh, yeah, that's right. I did that, didn't I? <laughs> that was right. the thing, wasn't it? <laughs> no shame. <laughs> no shame.
0: That, that movie fucking rules, though. Like... It's one of my favorite, for lack of a better term, cowboy movies. Like, sure, it's one of my okay. favorites. Have
2: you seen it, Reverend? Oh yeah, dude. This that was actually marketed here in the U.S. pretty well, and like that Is was it? something we could have Yeah, it was. Sure. Okay. Oh yeah, it really was. Interesting.
0: Um, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go ahead and jump. I don't know where we're going here. If we've been uh, doing this for some time, my yeah, favorite bit of violence. My favorite bit of violence is the stuntman being on fire, almost setting Dennis Hopper on fire and falling into the fucking lake.
3: Okay. Right.
1: That's my favorite
0: bit of violence. from
1: That is from this movie as well, and that is from stuntman Grant Page is his name, or Grant Page. Gangster. 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 That guy
0: is no joke, man. I do not want to fight that man. That's all I'm saying.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Stuntmen during this time, hats off to them as well. They created the visual spectacular, the high-impact fun that these movies are for them putting their bodies and lives on the line, literally. literally. I'm going to
0: specifically say, specifically, Australian and American stuntmen of this time were above par like they were fucking no joke man yeah (laughs) they would get set on fire without even questioning the safety ordinances they were not playing around
3: yeah
1: yeah um you know some of the uh, hardest people on the planet aussies and uh yanks (laughs) if i can use that term in a a fun way (laughs) um now, we also had the man from Hong Kong, 1975, with Jimmy Wang Wu, Chinese, oh. China's Charlton Heston. Fuck Jimmy I, Wang. Can't forget about Jimmy Wang Wu, who said all female act, act, uh, actors, actresses, particularly white ones, were scum. Uh, Australians are scum. white people are scum I am the best I need to direct this film I will catch a fly before I have to kiss an actress in a in a shot all this sort of thing not a nice dude um George Lazenby uh have I got that right yes Bond he had trouble after Bond playing Bond getting work in America he came over and he had to have a fight scene with uh Wang Wu um And he also got in trouble with uh, safety regulations, lack of this arm being put on fire, struggling to get the coat off, took a swing at Brian Trenchard-Smith, director, Um, uh, and then the director... uh, uh, No, sorry, is that correct? I think it's Trenchard-Smith. I might have that wrong. No, no, Um, you got it right. Okay, um, and uh, and then the director took a swing back as well, um, and the director was also being beaten up by uh, Jimmy Wang Wu as well, and they were he was actually being beaten up. That wasn't a choreographed fight seemed not a hundred percent to a large extent enough to be going. What are you doing to yourself, mate? Do you want me to take him, give him a hiding because I can give him a hiding by other Australian right. actors? Yeah. Jimmy Jason.
0: Wang is a complete cunt fuck yeah him. i don't
1: didn't like him. i didn't like it. i didn't like
0: that him. motherfucking
1: movie looks highly entertaining though
0: it's good i've have you not seen it no it's good.
1: no no i'd never heard of it i'd never heard of the man from oh Hong no Kong.
0: i've seen it i yeah. saw it one time it's have good. you said it
1: reverend no i have not seen this one no okay okay It's um sorry
0: no no it honestly at the end of the day i'm gonna say it's fine It's not good.
1: Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, We talked about Grant Page, Fearless Stuntman. He was the one who set on fire and almost burnt hopper uh, and then jumped 80 feet into water onto sharp rocks as well, which is one of the best stunts ever done in film history. Um, I wanted to mention also, um, as this gets later on, and this is beginning to get to the end of the era, end of drive-ins, end of exploitation films, Stunt Rock, The Magician Rock Band with done by Trenchard Smith again, the, the things get, yeah. you, you know, c- because around this time we, we there was a we We're getting like out there. We're getting out there. There was a tax payoff. Uh, there was the 10 AB or something. Basically producers pocketed the money, gave less money to the directors. So the films pretty much got more crazier because they were getting more desperate, lack of resources. We have to go more out there then. Yeah? A yeah, a nutshell. <laughs>
3: um,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, I did want to say Grant Page and Trenchard—they spawned Mad Max, them together as directors and the th- shit they would pull off. That's why Mad Max happened. It allowed Mad Max to happen. George Miller's Mad Max—you look at the stunt Very work true. there, collarbones broken, uh, limbs broken, that sort of thing. Al- almost deaths, almost deaths in those car chases and crashes. Yeah.
0: More the, the, I, I honestly I I want I don't know if this is true, but. I want to say it's the most broken legs of, sure. of Australian film. I, I don't know that. I've heard that before. I don't know if that's true. But I'm not sure if it's true. a lot of broken legs in that. Yeah, part.
1: I think it we'll would be pretty close. It would be pretty close. There was yeah. that crazy um, jet boat race movie that three people died. Three oh. people packed, that's the most fatal B grade movie, definitely. Sure, uh, I sure. Do have, yeah. But, but in terms these of motherfuckers
0: just dumping, they were dumping bikes on purpose
3: uh-huh.
1: and uh-huh. breaking
0: legs left and fucking right.
1: Absolutely. Gonzo filmmaking, gonzo filmmaking par excellence, definitely. Right. Uh, but, 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 but yeah, we all know about Mad Max, we all love it um did want to say the johnny the boy handcuffed to the car at the end yeah before this car blows up um you you can try and cut through the uh the handcuffs or you can cut through your leg it's probably quicker that inspired uh saw first saw Mm -hmm. yeah first scene put first setup yep um um fuck yeah
0: dude absolutely I i love that
1: um, Italian post-apocalyptic films, uh, their response, um, they, Mad Max allowed them, uh, they created them, yeah, they have to pay homage to, because that paved the way for them, absolutely, New Barbarians and such thing, yeah. Um, New d- d-
2: Barbarians, that's, a uh, faulty, isn't it?
1: I I'm th- it not sure, is it? Yeah. I, I love, I loved that yeah, as a kid. Fulci. That film blew my mind as a kid, man. Um, Aussies, uh, the Aussies did shoot the cars with a fetish, fetishistic lens with a, that's from Tarantino, and I do, do agree with him, disregard for uh, safety. Assistant camera guy did die in Midnight Spears, the movie in a live car race on Shrek. Three people were killed in a boat race movie, uh, boat race uh, in a movie called The Yankee Zephyr. I will say um,
0: this. They were shockingly cavalier in that fucking documentary about how many people die. They'd be like, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. yeah we did that. But I mean, no, it was That's fine. Suck. We just 70s. We just, we just <laughs> tried to do it, but it was the seventies. Yeah. We were laying
1: groundwork, laying groundwork, mate. Just have a v- VB, You'll be right. That's <laughs> that. Attitude still exists to this day, even though there may be new safety regulations, wokeness, whatever you know, and all of this. Oh, that 100%. was the attitude is still there to that day, to this day, definitely. Um, I talked about the tax write off offer, the 10 BA, it was called. Films got crazier. Turkey Shoot by Trenchard Smith is the example of that. <laughs> um Turkish shoots the post as their post-apocalyptic keep um people in yellow suits in some sort of camp yeah um i don't know if you've heard of it reverend yeah it's a wild looking film that was the one where they were shooting reportedly live ammunition rounds near actors that sort of thing where that uh, that guy's hand that chick almost chopped the guy's hand off with a machete yeah um yeah yeah um really wild really out there the critics hated it but he but richard smith had to go there because the producers were getting drunk at the track with the extra money um and this is also I, I, where I,
0: I, I, yeah, i'll be honest with you i'm with him on that like yeah. i don't give a fuck it's
1: understandable. What, what, understandable what you're
0: on about if your producers make the excuse even if they're right oh, we lost half the budget, but we're going to go to the track and try to make it back. That's a bullshit excuse. That's. Cool.
1: It made me mad. It made me mad, that part. That part yeah, definitely made me pipe. mad. Yeah, because that happens to this day like America here as well. Absolutely. No this doubt. is where funding bodies and people <laughs> who don't give a fuck about films and don't know anything about films came back in and fuck shit up again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, uh, Dead in Drive-In, which I would like to do on the sh- show as well. Uh, Trenchards. For sure. during this time as well. That looks amazing. Um, that, that, that is about criminals and ratbag youth imprisoned in prison and a drive-in that constantly plays exploitation films. I mean,
2: come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking rad, dude. It's an fucking, homage film. Come and, on. Like, there are a bunch of different gangs that live inside the fucking drive-in where the juvenile delinquents get fucking sent to it's wonderful it's a good film yeah that movie's yeah, amazing amazing
1: yeah it's man by pop man's bites pod with tea absolutely um now yeah and all that happened and then the dead and driving started All the, they all started being closed down screens toppled over that sort of thing and genre film in australia started to go away yeah and horror during the 90s had a terrible time of it but then wolf creek came along in 2005 overseas loved it particularly your country there gentlemen uh right, made lots of lots of money over there lots and lots of money made decent money here something like 16 million to 50 billion in america
0: yeah yeah i feel like um, the uk and the u.s loved that movie yeah sure uk as well,
1: absolutely you're right you're right um, it was
0: and a then good said, film, man.
2: Oh, it's, it's a good. really good it's film good. And, and it's somewhat polemic and shit, but like it, it's like yeah. fucking good, dude, you, go. you know? And uh, to an American or British audience, it's fucking exotic to us because we're not used to those types of landscapes, you uh, know?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. And you know about the as but, well. But, you know, there is truth to that scenario in the Australian Outback to this day.
0: But that was the whole gimmick about the original movies we just spent the last two hours talking about like that was the whole gimmick is that like that dickheads over here didn't understand the fucking um topography from over there and that's what sold it that's what made it scary that's what made it wild
1: absolutely yeah exactly exactly um And there's been storm warnings since then. um, But the point being, there's been a revitalization or a re-understanding that genre film is important. Allow people to make these films, even if it's on a lower budget because it influences culture, influences film across the board, and as I said, um, amazing films come out of it. Amazing, lots of fun films, but then really amazing stuff that changes the landscape of cinema across the board come out of it, definitely. Um, And that's pretty much the end of the documentary. I wanted to say rest in peace to Richard Franklin, as well as the film Not Quite Hollywood, was dedicated to him. Rest in peace, good sir, and thank you. Indeed. There we have it, gentlemen. Thank you that's australian film censorship the ideology fucking everything
0: (laughs) all right this is a long episode but let's do our gimmicks
1: let's do it i'm excited about this
0: i'm really i'm really excited about this
1: um product placement beer fosters victorian bitter (laughs) Um, all of it australian beer Um, and cars, I just don't know what they are being not a car person, but beers and cars. I
0: I feel like I feel like that that was just standard, that was just there already. It's almost not product placement, it was just there. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I get you because they never got the sponsorship money, so yeah, all right, all right, all right,
0: right, right.
1: Um, yeah, no, I get you, actually, I agree with that, I agree with that. Um, okay, so... Hey,
0: wait, what's that fucking, what's that film reviewer's name? Not Philip, not Philip Adams, the other one. Uh, Bill Ellis. Bill Ellis. I just want to illustrate again what a cunt that guy is. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck him. Fuck his mother. Okay, let's move on.
1: Well, um, on that note, with Jobber roy L, let's have... Uh, bu- 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 let's have uh, Bill Ellis uh, versus Richard Lamont. Oh! Yes. Richard Lamont was the guy who did Alvin Purple. He was the guy on the chair sitting in the strip club going... Oh, you know, it's just a bit of bit of TNA. Oh, if they gave me the money again, they gave me the money, I'd do it again.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's he's a versus
1: versus. Oh, Americans, they're all scum. They should just go away and leave our money alone.
0: This is terrible because this isn't even who wins in a fight. This is just
2: who's (laughs) less terrible. Who shames themselves more? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you
1: have one little homunculus of a man versus one older but bigger gentleman, though, as oh. well. So it kind of physically equally paired.
0: Yeah, you know, you're not wrong, but I don't yeah. want to give the W to either one of these people. Yeah, because two, they're two of the most wretched people <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I am going to fucking say, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll set it off. Yeah. Um, I'll give it to our man that's in the fucking strip club with the lady dancing behind him, and he clearly did that on purpose.
1: Of course he did.
0: (laughs) I'll give it to him because he actually was instrumental in changing cinema and was instrumental in doing something artistic, whereas the other guy is just a, oh, well, I'm prim and proper, and fuck... Uh, your life and fuck everything you like. I just want to do what is nice fuck
2: <laughs> and proper. Yeah. I'm definitely elevated the coach. the oh for sure. It's the guy at the strip club. Yeah. He's just right. like, you know what? I am I'm, I'm going gonna give to- it to the Australian fucking Larry Flint. Exactly, man. He's like, I'm gonna be in a documentary about like the cinematic relativity of fucking like, Australia. Well, you know what? I'm also gonna sit here like I'm a background for a goddamn Street Fighter video game. Like, I'm just like, this is Grand Theft yeah, a- Auto. He's in his audience, and he's got strippers behind him. Yeah, he's
0: clearly a degenerate, but I I feel like he's on. Uh, he's on more of the right side of history than that other fucking dick face with a nice suit.
2: Fuck that. Right Absolutely. Side, history, that guy that has the fucking stripper behind him is fucking insane so he's obviously going to win the fucking fight right.
1: yeah that's that's where i was going to go as well there reverend as well because um you know he, he like he knows that how to do a work you know he knows how to bump up controversy for publicity as well but he's been to king's cross that's our infamous zone in sydney he's been right. to our He's been to King's Cross back in the day. He would have seen some shit and been involved in some shit if it came to it as opposed to, oh, yes, I've been in Melbourne
0: at the the opera.
1: He hasn't been in (laughs) shit. He ain't faced shit as privileged and as cushioned as it comes. Yeah.
0: Let me tell you, that motherfucker has never thrown a punch in his entire life. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I honestly would put my next five paychecks on that um, motherfuckers
1: yeah. never fought anybody ever yeah 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 and that guy can you know yeah i mean like i, I like heart films but i don't like motherfuckers like that either those right. could go fuck themselves absolutely i like right. it all i like it all and all should be represented um and also to uh Trinchard smith as well uh Uh, i did like that tarantino um dedicated the opening premiere of kill bill to him as well as to say fuck you to the australian Mm -hmm. film industry for people like bill ellis as well because a lot of it's made up of people like him yeah
0: right that was some punk rock shit that was fucking heavy I like that.
1: And th- Thank you, Mark, Hatley for- Mark Hartley, for making this film as well. I haven't, I don't have a ailment or a disease to it as well because because um, I love this film. I give it, um, what do we do? It's 10 out of 10 for me. This is the first film I'm given 10 out of 10. I'm giving it 10 out of 10. I don't know if we want to call it like a fantastic Coke binge, if we can throw in some sort of drug highs to the mix. It's just been super high on fantastic Coke. <laughs> um, that- and what to conquer the world 10 out of 10
0: that's that's medical i feel like that's medical
1: and i I did
0: get i did get called out by a listener because apparently we missed this on a couple episodes of the rating (laughs) but yeah i'm gonna go ahead and agree with you um i'm gonna say this is this is an 8.5 where i did coke but it was not pure coke And so I had to get through the night and it was fucking fine. It was good. Everything's good. And I understand everything that's going on, but it still ended up with a little bit of fucking paranoia. It was kind of a problem, but.
1: Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: This shit is fucking brilliant. I learned something from this. I'm fucking super stoked about it. This is a fucking nine, a nine out of 10.
1: Nice. Um, Nice.
0: I only say fucking 9 in, instead of a full blown 10 because I can't get past what a fucking jerk off Quentin Tarantino is and I okay. can't and I can't get past this fucking this fucking critic. Um I get why he's there and it should amplify it but he makes me angry. So it's okay. it's uh Let's go to dazed and confused level business. It's harshing my mellow. And I <laughs> now want to fight fucking people over it. So yeah, nine out of nine out of ten. Uh cut cocaine.
2: Like That's it. Like on. it. Reverend finish this off there, please, sir. All right, man. I had a hard time with this one because it's documentary. So I didn't really know where I was gonna go. And now you guys pulled the whole fucking drug game into it. So I am not so much of a cocaine motherfucker, but I like this film a lot. So I'm gonna go with some fucking mushrooms and say that this is an eight point five. Like nice. literally it affected right. my it, it affected my life. It affected the way I saw my surroundings, and especially uh, I made some like new friends from the other side very of the good. world and shit. I feel all the vibes and stuff. I didn't know things about this before, so now I know all this new information and stuff. Yeah, it, it didn't like really sicken me in any way. So yeah, other than the couple of guys that came up that were being interviewed for this documentary, that kind of fucking harsh my high. Like, other than that, I'm gonna give this an eight point five mushroom god damn
0: you comparing anything to mushroom mushrooms is the the, the highest of compliments yeah so son of specs okay.
1: like it mm-hmm.
0: let me let me hearken back slightly the fight who wins the fight
1: oh um fucking um lamont richard lamont Three out three three, ten, 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 three
0: did we all did we all yeah. agree that he won the fight? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah because and then um man bites Pod goes outside um of the, the boxing arena when he's trying to get to his car and kicks his fucking teeth <laughs> 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 going Aussie 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 oi, Oi Oi
2: Terry remember when we made that no lu episode <laughs> Yeah uh I did notice that in this documentary, though, one of my favorite fucking little things is that, like, whenever the tits would come up or whatever, they would have the bunyip, like, like, ah, the bunyip censorship thing. Yeah. that is that yeah. a thing?
1: Um, back in the day, yes, back in the day, that's why there was that movie, The Naked Bunyip, which was the documentary about sex workers and prostitution and censorship in Australia involving sex as well. Um, yes, so that would be a thing back in the day. Um, uh, I don't know that much about the Bunyip Um so the bunyip side was used for that whether it was used for for a censorship thing which would come up on tv to obscure boobs and such I don't know um (laughs) I think you're on the right track with that I grew up in New Zealand we didn't have the fucking bunyip yeah I'm learning this at the same time that you guys did as well yeah yeah um I'm guessing so because it was used for that documentary though I'm guessing you're on the right track that makes sense right
2: yeah 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 I don't know man i I you guys got to have a bunya burger, and I know I'm going to eat that thing. If I ever oh. come to Australia, I'm going to have a fucking bunya burger, and I'm going to fucking eat the goddamn thing.
1: Look, you got to come down, Reverend. Guide us, teach us. Come to Scomo, tell them what's what. <laughs> change the culture. You could do it there, Reverend. To change hey, Australian I, culture for the better.
2: <laughs> if I ever start my own cult, oh shit, we already did that, right? Huh. Yes, Listen we do. To No one likes us. The podcast. We're available on uh, Apple Music and on Spotify. <laughs> so yeah, there you're you go. Already listening to this, so you probably already know that. But hey,
1: there you go. Baron,
2: um,
0: you want to sh- take us out?
1: Yes, just quickly as well, just to get everything in because it has been our most epic episode yet. Paul Morrell, gimmick gang member, big fan of NOLU, no one likes us big fan of the cinema salon my other podcast man bites pod like OG fan, thank Paul, you, sir. Paul you are,
0: fucking rules. Paul rules. You
1: rule. He. Love Paul. You know what he's done on his off day? He went you through all me. of our episodes and collated all of the ratings for all of our films. We now have a spreadsheet oh, because of that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He
0: fucking he actually came like, I can't find ratings for these two episodes. I'm mm. like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Paul fucking rules, Paul rules, rules. he's the best,
1: yeah, Um, that said, this has been fucking down under, (laughs) and um, everything you want to know about it, you now know about it, Um, as far as I'm concerned anyway, as far as we're concerned, we've both covered it on two podcasts here, Um, and And you bitches
0: learned something today.
1: Yeah, and we yeah, certainly did. I hope so anyway. But we're And we're going to be back just to look at individual films, films from the documentary, Not Quite Hollywood, The osputation Era. We'll let you know which ones they uh Follow us on the Instagram. Uh, check us on Facebook for what these films will be with our heads-up posts. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a fucking pleasure as always. Commander.
0: Radio man. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Baron, for chucking this to me. I'm so glad that I watched this fucking... Thing I watched it twice in a row. I'm What's very
2: that? excited about this. <sighs> really yeah, it's really brilliant, man. Uh, I love this pick, I, I really did. Uh, and I don't know if I could give it any higher of a rating with it being a documentary for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah, I
1: um, yeah, all right, motherfuckers. This has been uh, Down Under, Oi, 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 Aussie, 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 Australia. <laughs> <laughs>